up, what up, what up, man? The Coach JB Show with my main man, Darnell Smith, a.k.a. Big Smitty. I'm going to bring some light to the darkness, man. I'm going to light it up in this mug, man. So I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be fire and ice. Uh, even though you got you bring that heat as well, you might be that ice that cool me down a little bit. Played at Ball State. You've been at Fox Sports with great people around you. You've had Lil Wayne on your show. I respect, I respect the hell out of you to see that you're doing what you're doing and still doing what you're doing for real. The way you do it, man. You said from day one, you had the same enthusiasm. You keep the same enthusiasm and it's fucking contagious. We're about to give him this, uh, this fire and ice. The Coach JB Show with Big Smitty. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? The real Coach JB here for another edition of this fine Coach JB show with Big Smitty on this Monday. It wouldn't be the Coach JB show without your main man joining us as always, Big Smitty. Ah! What's good, JB? How you feeling? Hey, dog, how you feeling after that ass whooping contest yesterday? Here you go, man. You had home court advantage. I didn't have my shoes on, man. You had the puppies running around my ankles. Like I said, you got the Four video. quarters, three shots from the three. Three-point hey, shoot I got a cigar in my mouth, too? <laughs> That's normal for you. That's normal for you, JB. Ah, oh, damn. God, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Crack Corner. <laughs> I you. You got a cigar in my mouth, dog. Ah, oh, I missed one. I we missed backed it up. Three-point line. I just hit two for three. Hey, we gotta fix your. We gotta fix your oh, shot. One. This might be over early. This one. We gotta fix your jumper, though. I, I, oh, you hit that? That went in. It was so that ugly went in. Like it sounded ugly. I, I, I didn't know if it made it or not. See? Can he tie me? Oh, tied up. Yeah, four, yeah. Two for three. Dog, the dogs know it. Two for three. I'm like that. Quarter two. The, do the dogs knew it. God damn, is that stroke just pure? You know what I mean? He was here every it. single morning before the oh. show. Oh, oh, pure the shot. God. Airball. <laughs> Why he airballing, y'all? Why he missing? Why is he missing? Why he missing? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think, do nope. people know how pure my stroke is? I don't know. I I mean, you surprised me a little bit. I ain't gonna lie, but at the same time, if I shot on the damn court every single day, you literally just left the court a few seconds before you came onto the show just now. You shooting that court every morning, JB. You better make it. This is my first time at your cricket. I'm not losing again. Guarantee that. Oh, man, it don't matter where I go. The jumper travels, dog. The Jimmy travels. Jimmy crack corn. It travels. I'm just throwing it out there. Come to my court. Come to my full court at my apartment. I got home court advantage. It's going to be a whole nother conversation. We got the real you lines and everything. You don't, want that. you don't want that, dog. You don't want that, dog, because I, I don't have that excuse about the court and all that shit. The, the Jimmy travels. I hear you, man. I hear you, man. But listen, we back. It's Monday. We got the same shirt on today. We rocking the black new shirt. Coach JB show with Big Smitty. I got to get y'all merch. We swagged out, man. We had a hell of a time yesterday, JB, man. You, you cooked. You threw down on the grill. Food was immaculate. You had, what was it, five cheese potatoes? How many cheese was in there? Ah, uh, shit, three. Three cheese potatoes. He had the brisket falling off the bone. 
I will let you guys know right now, and I'm not just saying this. There ain't no bone in the brisket, first of all, but yeah, <laughs> it essentially does. You know what I mean? It was tender. It was tender oh, wow. as hell. Melt yeah, in your exactly. mouth. JB can cook, y'all. I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. Like it ain't it ain't for clout. It ain't for it's for all. I I ate it, and you know I'm gonna keep it real. The food was fire. The food hey. was fire, and yeah. First of all, I know you got a hell yeah, hell no segment later on. And I know your question is something that has completely different than this one. But the disrespect that these young cats out here, including Smitty in his age group, the 30 or so, that says they have to put sauce on a brisket is almost blasphemy. It is almost smack you in the face to the chef. Everyone out there, please give Smitty shit on social media. I know you're already taking some heat on social media. You do not put fucking sauce on brisket. And I don't care. I like sauce. I love sauce. You don't need no sauce on no right-cooked brisket. Come on, dog. This ain't no regular white boy seasoning. Come on, man. (laughs) Sauce makes everything better. I don't care what nobody say. Hot sauce, A1. You got the right barbecue sauce ranch whatever the situation is have a little side of sauce y'all and i'm telling you it's going to improve that meal from an eight to a nine or a nine to a ten it doesn't doesn't mean the meat uh needed it but if you can make it better why not do it you can put a full suit on with no tie and be clean as hell but you put that tie on that bow tie now it's putting it over the top that's what the sauce does jb that's what i'm trying to educate you you actually will take flavor out of the meat by adding sauce to a brisket shout out to my boy b watt man brandon wally tunes in every single morning man it don't need sauce but it can be enhanced by sauce man come on now master Wu, everything can be sauce greg the wetter the better come on now can you can you agree on that jb the wetter the better can you agree on that for some things not for that so fucking sauce um Quote of the day, man. Let me get you a quote of the day. Brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. There's no need to be perfect to inspire others. Let people get inspired by how you deal with your imperfections. Mm, Okay, Uh, JB. I see what you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's kind of like. You don't add sauce to fucking brisket, dog. Like that, you showing your imperfection, dog. So I'm learning from you. Like fuck, his he's got a lot of downfalls. I gotta try to fix in a short matter of time. So you know, hey, you don't dip brisket in sauce, dog. That's number one imperfection. So we learned that yesterday without even having to do anything else. I didn't have to do. You'd have to do shit else. Uh, yeah. man. Hold on, be real though, JB. That sauce that I had was fire though. You gotta admit that. Man, that's that Kinder's hot barbecue. That's that's fire right. shit right there. Um, right now. Right now. That's that. That's that. It's it's fire. It's fire. But you know, we'll see. We got got a lot of uh, a lot of content yesterday because I beat that ass in free throws and three point shooting. So I'm undefeated at the house. Uh, we'll see if you can get it back one day. We cooked. Drank a few cocktails, uh, summer cocktails, Palomas, if you will. Yeah, had the pinky out, man. J- hey, JB, uh, all, I'm going to tell you all this. He can cook, he can make drinks, and he's a handyman. Half his house he made himself. Put, put together right. the fucking doors, the wood. So JB's one, of the, this is one thing I will give to the older generation. And maybe it's not all of them, but he's representing the OGs. So I'm going to give it to them. They are crafty. They will make 
something out of nothing. They, they'll make the most out of everything. And JB impressed me. I went to his house. I thought a woman been in there and, and decorated the entire crib. It was so damn clean. It was nice. It was modern. It was new. I'm like, damn, can I move in? It was so damn clean, y'all. So JB is for real. He, he's not, he don't play around when it comes to his cleanliness, his uh, style. You're doing a damn thing. I got to give props when props are due. Yeah, man, you know, just a hustle. You know, just hustle. Just a little hustler on the side, you know what I mean? Just hustle. It was Father's Day, Big Smitty, yesterday. I am a father. It was a father's, it's Father's Day. Um, my pops passed away in 05, uh, April 18th, 05. Um, mm. my, one of my mentors is uh, – so my, my principal that was at Long Beach Cabrillo High School when I was there, one of the best administrators you'll ever meet. His family is a legendary football family. Mm. His older brother is one of my mentors. Used to coach me. He was my boss when I was coaching at Compton College. He's a Compton College alum. But he's also one of the most legendary high school football coaches in the country. He is top three, I believe, in California of all-time wins. Wins. He was the legendary uh, football coach at Burbam Day High School. Coach guys like Hardy Nickerson, Vernon Maxwell, not the basketball player. There was actually an NFL rookie of the year named Vernon Maxwell who also went to Burbam Day. Um, a lot of legendary cats that came out of Burbam Day. A.C. Greenwood back in the day, a uh, basketball player. I mean, there's just the list goes on and on from Burbam Day. But he was the football coach, had the longest winning streak in California state history until De La Salle broke it some years later in the 90s and early 2000s. So um, his name is Lalo Mendoza, and uh, he had taken a turn for the worst the other day. So we were at my buddy, uh, his brother, Doc, Dr. Mendoza. We were at his retirement party. We get a lot of – we got a bad phone call. He – he uh, he was taken to the hospital, but his organs failed on him. He had diabetes, 77. And so uh, I just wanted to give a shout-out to Lalo. He's fighting for his life. They did not think he was going to make it past the weekend. Uh, it's crazy how this thing works. So Friday at the party, Doc pulls me to the side. He's like, Lalo ain't going to make it. You should go see him. And I'm like, what? So uh, I, I, I'm like, damn. So then the next day, he calls me and goes, he won't make it past a couple hours. They, the priest came in. They brought the priest in, and they said they wanted me to take him off the ventilator. I'm like, damn. Yesterday, Father's Day, this motherfucker, who's a grimy old football coach, they said out of nowhere, the motherfuckers, uh, <laughs> everything has gotten better. Mm. Like, uh, we are like, what? From almost dying to now showing improvement. And they, they were talking about pulling him off the ventilator, brought the priest in. So it's Monday now. I don't know an update yet, but uh, T's and P's to my main man, uh, Lala yes. Mendoza, who's a legendary. Uh, the, if anyone knows in Southern California, they'll all know the Mendoza family. Uh, great family friends of mine. And uh, so he's fighting for his life in there and a great, great football man. But hopefully he makes it through on a miracle type of thing, man. So it's, it's, uh, it sucks, but life Death is part of life, dog. Nah, for sure. And I appreciate you for opening up and sharing that. Definitely uh, T's and P's, thoughts and prayers for him, entire, you know, family, everyone close to him. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, we, we we hear some good news around that for sure. For sure. Hey, uh, we got – I got – we got a lot of shit to break down. Dog. It's we gonna, do. Uh, we, uh, you know, we talk about everything. There's a uh, – I wanted to get into something. 
I haven't even talked to Big Smitty about this, but I wanted to get into something that a lot of people I don't think will talk about on their shows. And uh, there's a lot to get into today. Obviously, the thumbnail, Bradley Bill, CP2. Uh, there's a trade going on possibly for that. It's in the works. Uh, it looks like it's done deal. It just has to go through the, the final signatures. Yeah. Um, but then there was a uh, facts of life. I wanted to give that little facts of life today. Each year on June 19th, today's June 19th, facts of life. We look back to this day in 1865 on which mm-hmm. Union General Gordon Granger led troops into Galveston, Texas, to announce the end of the Civil War and the insidious institution of slavery. So they call it Juneteenth, all right? So brothers and sisters across America celebrate Juneteenth in this country, all right? And it's kind of, it's not a new thing. A lot of folks that really don't know, don't know. It's become more popular over the last few years with the younger generation of brothers and sisters that I have been around and see. A lot of cats I was coaching had no idea what Juneteenth was. I used to have folks come in and speak to my players and stuff all the time to let them know what it was and what it meant. All this different shit. So, Big Smitty, I want to ask, as a white boy from Compton to a brother that is in tune with everything that's going on, I don't know if you saw this, but yesterday uh, they celebrate Juneteenth all over inner city America. And in Chicago, 29 people, I was just confirmed, 29 people were shot in a deadly mass shooting at a Chicago Juneteenth event to celebrate the emancipation of black American slaves. Now, I'm just trying to see why this is, dog, because I... It's sickening because as a cat that's only coached brothers, been in the hood my whole life, and um, I'm not even going to say I think I can talk about it. I know I can, but I wanted to bring it up to you. And uh, the folks out there that don't know, this is the realest show on the internet. That's why we will talk about these type of things. Homie, I got to be honest, dog. How are we celebrating when we're killing? I I don't understand how black-on-black crime in this country is at an all-time rate. And we're continuing to try to talk about uh, why this, why that. I don't understand why this is happening. And it's kind of sickening at this point. And I, I'm pretty sure you're sick of it, too, as a black man. But is there something I'm missing? Why do you think it is? What is going on? I know it's been this way for a long, long time since I was a little kid. Bloods, Crips, uh, black on black crime. We can see it all the time. I don't know if you saw over the weekend a younger dude. Pulls a 45 Magnum to an old black lady's head at the ATM machine. Uh, puts it right to her dome, robs her. And then I see a whole comment section of a lot of brothers that I knew were like, what part of the game is this, dog? Remember kids, ladies, elderly, used to be off limits when it came to this gang banging, this street life. Even athletes had a pass. Athletes used to get a pass. Old ladies, old men, babies. These cats, dog, it's interesting, Smitty. I saw the comments. They're like, JB, these young cats are some weirdo, different-ass cats, and we don't want nothing to do with them. Our own people, we don't want nothing to do with them. It ain't it ain't us. And I'm like, interesting. He's like, JB, it's something in the air, dog. I don't know what, but there's no way in the world. And you know us, JB, and these are gangsters, Big Smitty. These are straight killers, and they would never, ever rob an old lady at a fucking ATM machine. And these cats, I would bet dollars to dimes, 
are much harder and more gangster than this motherfucker that pulled a gun on the old 75-year-old black lady. So what the fuck's going on, Big Smitty? I need to hear from you. Nah, for sure, man. I'm glad you brought this topic up. Like you said, we are the realest show uh, on the internet, so we got to talk about stuff like this. And man, it's so it's so many parts that 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 I can dive into, man. So just at, at face value, and just answer your question: Am I tired of this shit? Hell yeah, hell yeah, hundred percent. It's been going on for way too long. Um, like you said, even when you were growing up, but it's, it seems that it has gotten worse now. You know. At least back in the days when 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 people were in the streets and game banking, there were certain rules that people would, would, would follow by, and, and there was somewhat of a purpose behind what what they were doing. Regardless of if you think it was right or wrong, at least there was some. It made a little bit more sense, you know. They're trying to make a certain make some money to help their family out, to help the neighborhood out, to to elevate, to move on. Where nowadays these young people, these young cats, they're doing it because they. They treat they're treating real life like it's a video game. They're treating real life like they're playing Call of Duty. Like they literally will go out here, kill people, and go on Twitter and joke about it. And I'm speaking specifically about Chicago and the Chicago area because that's where this killing, uh, this shooting happened at. And I I literally just watched a documentary about half of it on a uh, former uh, rapper King Vine who passed away, and it was so interesting just really learning about um, how how these young folks are like they they're killing not to make money not to you know not to try to defend themselves or protect themselves no they're killing because again they're looking at it as a way to build up their own clout they're looking at it as a way to it's like i got more kills than you so i'm more realer than you or i got more respect now in the hood because i killed nine people you only killed seven people and they're laughing about it and going on social media and they're, you know, the, the, they'll speak in code. But if you know the street lingo, they're literally telling on themselves and admitting what they're doing. So it's at a point now, man, JB, where I, I'm someone who's always a solution based person. I try to think through what's the answer, what's the solution, how can we fix it? But I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a point now where I literally don't know because these kids, don't, they, have, they don't care. They have no guidance. They don't care. They, they have no true reasoning behind what they're doing other than trying to have some 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 clout in their neighborhood for so long jb and, and you know because you grew up with us too and you grew up in, in impoverished areas unfortunately black people have have been growing up poor and in hoods for a long long time and we can go dive deep into why you know we have to take some of the blame for sure but there's also some blame we go back to Jim Crow and redlining, and there's a lot of different things that go that go into the why and and how it happened. But nevertheless, oftentimes a lot of black people grow up in the hoods, and what happened is when you don't have much, you your back's against the wall. Especially as a man, you have to figure shit out, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's legal or illegal. And all the time, this is what leads to black men choosing the street life because it's that fast money. They're tired of seeing their mom, you know, lights go off and in the house crying and struggling. So they end up going to the street life to try to find a way. And 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 again, back in the days, they did it because they had a purpose. And the, the hope was that eventually I'll get out. I'll use this money to flip it and do something positive and successful. But like now it's at a point now where there's no direction. There, there's no ending. It's like this is the purpose of these kids. They're OK with. With 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 living this lifestyle forever, they're okay with going to jail. They're okay with possibly dying. They're taking these drugs, taking these per Percocets, 
to make sure they're high as hell to where they're numb to the killing, they're numb to the shooting. And it's at a point now where it's like, I, I, I literally, I'm, I'm almost speechless at this point, JB. Like literally, I, I don't know what the answer is. And it's a bad spot to be in because if you don't have an answer, the problem will keep persisting, will keep moving forward and, and it'll keep happening. And I don't know, man, it just, it pisses me off. It, it's sad to say. And the fact that today we should be just celebrating 1000%. It's Juneteenth, the day our people were officially freed. And, 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 and you know, people are having, I read the story. It looks like for majority of the day, the party was good. It was like a block party. Actually, the local police actually came by earlier and they were cool, eating, playing cards. Uh, but all it takes is one or two people, two bad apples in the entire thing to shut the whole shit down and turn a positive to a negative. And that's what happened. And yeah, I don't know, JB. It's crazy. What's the issue, man? I don't I know you're stumped because it's it's just it's 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 like you're looking at it like why I don't get it. Right? Like, I don't get yeah. it. Like you're lost. Here's the deal though. Like growing up in Compton, being around nothing but killers, dope dealers, and athletes. Basically, that's all I grew up with. I mean, the biggest dope dealer in the United States history is my mentor. The the issue I have is, dog, I've been around the most gang banged out folks this country's ever seen, and they respected life, even though they may have took some. That might sound like an oxymoron, but when they took a life, it was out of, it was out of some re- some reasoning or another. It wasn't out of just on GP. It wasn't out of just coming up to you on GP and smoking someone um, for clout or for a video or to say I got this this teardrop on my eye. Nah, it was over something, and uh, I don't understand it, man. I don't get it. I've talked to a lot of folks over the last few weeks about this because people don't realize yesterday we had California had shootings as well. So did St. Louis. So did Houston. So did, I haven't heard it at all. It's kind of more, it's more, um, it's louder when there is no shootings. Mm. Like, to be honest, you hear about more in the media when there's no shootings than you do when there are. And it's happening at all time rate. And I, and I just don't understand um, let me ask you this perspective, though. I got to ask you this just to keep it real so we everyone knows we don't hold punches here on this show. Um, right. I'm going to say something that's going to sound – it could be naive. It could sound ignorant. It could say – it could be whatever. But I want to know there's more to what I think your answer will be. Why don't we see white kids shooting white kids? I want to know, is it because – they don't show it like I hear the conspiracy. They don't see it. They don't show it on social media codes. You don't see it. You only show the black folks killing each other. Is it? Is it that? Is it the media? Is it the push? Is it the? Is it the persona? Is it you? They are shooting each other. Because let me get let me get something straight. There are you see some. You, I mean we're we're seeing some robberies and shit. But it seems to be when it happens, it's black on black that they show, right? That they right. show the most of. Why is that in your opinion? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, first of all, I, I do think white people do shoot white people. I think whatever your proximity is, all, whoever all you are around the shootings are white. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I was going I was going I think I've seen uh, Jada put that point out. Yeah, when you see the school shootings, all that, most of the time it, 
nine times out of ten, it's a white person doing that shooting. Um, so that's first of all. But I, I just believe I believe whatever your proximity is, that like that's 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 who's getting killed. The reason you see black on black crime is we're all just around each other. You when you're growing beneath small neighborhoods in these pockets, and everybody's just poor, everybody's out here, it's the it's the you know, uh crabs in a barrel, crabs in a bucket, you know, just trying to claw their way out and they'll do whatever they gotta do to make it out. What happens with that is it's stress. It's anger, it's frustration. You got people on drugs high out their mind and not thinking likely, and then shootings happen. So you're going to see black against black because that's who you're around. But there's also white against white crime as well. But again, I just think the media, they don't put it out as much unless it's like some mass shooting and like some real big deal where they have no choice but to put it out there. Um, I just think, and being real too though, let's be, let's be honest, black people or you look at the stats, look at the numbers, we're more likely to be poor and be in poverty, uh, poverty situations than white people. That just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think there's a direct correlation to poverty and street lives and killings. I think that's all connected. You don't see wealthy, rich, uh, wealthy, uh, affluent black folks and or even middle class black folks out here shooting each other. Because why? Like life, life is pretty good. They're taking care of business. They got something to lose for, and it's a different mindset. But when you're in them streets and you ain't got shit, you don't have anything to lose. You don't have anything to lose in your mind. Like you said, JB, this young generation, they don't really care about their own life. For whatever reason, life is invaluable to them. Like I told you, I was watching this documentary, and I'm telling you, if y'all ain't seen this, it's on YouTube about King Vine. These guys were like almost joking about death and about themselves dying. They're treating it like it's a video game. They're playing Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, and 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 it doesn't bother them. And another thing too, I want to dive in like around this as well is, I think for so long, black folks, we since, since we we've lived life without for a large part of our lives, we haven't owned anything, haven't owned a house, haven't owned a car, haven't owned anything. Black people tend to want to have control and ownership over something. So they they tie their identity to their neighborhoods, their streets, their block, their gang. Every 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 city, every state has a different thing. Whether whether it's gang banging out in Cali, whether it's it's, it's the block you're from in Chicago, the group, whatever it is, it's the same mindset. You're you're looking for that uh, that family. You're looking for that uh, level of importance, and you, and and being a part of a block, being a part of a gang, being a part of a group. Makes you feel like okay, like okay, I'm cool. Like I, I have a reason, I have a purpose now, and they'll go all out and do whatever for that street, for that block, for that game. When in reality, they don't own a. They, we don't own that block. We don't own that game. We don't own a. It it, it the, the it makes no sense. It's, it, it's stupid, but mentally, when you don't have anything. It's like I have to attach myself to something. I have to have a, a piece of something to make myself feel valuable. And unfortunately, time and time again in these neighborhoods, they're attaching themselves to this. I don't get it. I'm from the hood. I could have went to street life. I did not. But I also will say this. I was blessed with, with people who helped me, helped guide me the right way. I had a two-parent household for at least about 11 years of my life. That helped out tremendously. And sports helped me out tremendously, kept me busy. If I wasn't playing basketball growing up, if I didn't start playing football growing up, I have no idea what direction I would have been in. My life would have been different. So when you think about somebody who grew up in my same exact situation, 
who's not Einstein, so he's not about to get an academic scholarship. He's not hooping. He's not playing football. You know what I'm saying? So he's not getting out through sports. You kind of get in that weird position where you got to make a choice. And it, temptation is a motherfucker, man, when, you, when you're in them situations. So let me ask you this. You know, one of your former colleagues, guy kind of people look at as very controversial amongst the black folks. Uh, Jason Whitlock is always out there claim, uh, talking about this subject a lot. Um, what do you have to say when when cats like that or folks that I talk to all the time, black folks in, indeed actually from the hood, from Compton, uh, I know a buddy of mine who goes around speaking, a uh, former gangbanger, former dope dealer, and he goes around speaking all the time. We must stop the victim mentality or it'll never stop. Like, when does it stop? We understand how depressed and and and, and how, you know, suppressed uh, the black folks were, slavery and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. His point is, when he dives into history, like Native Americans had it rough. The, the, there was actually white slaves people don't want to talk about. We're not going to compare that right now and get into all this. But what he's saying is if we don't move on and fucking advance and stop thinking about what it was and if it was a fifth, we'd all be loaded. When are we going to move on and start saying us now? Like, right. what's up with us now? Like, he made an interesting point. FUBU, Right. The gear yeah. came out years ago in the 90s when I was, you know, it was like the cool thing to wear and, and, and everybody wore it. For us, by us. Isn't that what it's standing for? Yep. He made a point the other day. He's like, FUBU, I see you wearing the shirt. And the cat was like, yeah. He's like, what does it mean? And the cat didn't know. The cat wearing it did not know. And he's like, that's the problem. You guys are ignorant. And guess what for us, by us stands for now? Us killing us. We're actually killing our, each other. For us, by us, is we're fucking out here killing each other. Like, do you realize what the fuck you're wearing? And I, and it's like, I was like, damn, I was the only white motherfucker in the whole place. And I'm like, and he's talking to all brothers and sisters. And he's like, stop with the victim mentality or we're going to be stuck in it forever. He goes, to be honest with you, he goes, I could see if white folks were out here just looking us up and trying to pick us off and trying to like fucking, you know, he's like, no, I'm more scared of brothers and sisters killing me now than I've ever been in my entire life. So this is a straight up well-known gangster in L.A. And he's like, I'm I'm more likely to get killed by my own than it is one of these white boys. So, yeah. I want to be clear. That's what he's like. What do you have to say would stop the victim mentality that we see so many young brothers and sisters still use? And when is that going to stop so we can advance? Because sometimes there is a generational curse that's passed down, passed down, passed down from grandpa, uncle, pops. Hey, man, fuck the motherfuckers. Like, whatever it may be, right? We've all been right. around ignorance, and it comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. When do we just say, all right, dog, son, Listen, we have had a fucked up past. We have been this. We have had this. But right now we have an opportunity, just like everybody else. Let's not fucking fuck it up. Let's move on in advance. Like, is that even a thought right now? Like, do you, when you sitting around talking to family, friends, whatever, is that a process of thought at all or not? Yeah, no. So first of all, I actually agree with with the victim the victimhood mentality. That's one area that, like, yeah, I I, I agree hundred percent. I think if you 
focus 100% on what we went through and that's all you focus on, then there's no way to move forward. I got a, I got a clothing brand literally called Live For Today because you got to focus on the now. I can't worry about what happened in the past and keep harping on that. So I, I agree with that 100%. But I do think there is a balance, though, of still acknowledging and understanding what happened and, and the why to some degree of why situations are, are the way they are now and still being able to move forward. So for me, I have a good balance of like, I still want to educate myself and understand how these things have happened and maybe why some of these things are happening, but not using that as an excuse for my life to why I can't move forward. So to, for me, it, it is a mentality thing. It is, it is you, you have to have the right people in, in your circle, or maybe you just got to be blessed with just the right mindset. I, I'll speak on me personally. I grew up, since I was a little kid, like again, grew up very poor, grew up around all, all this, all the street stuff that, that you can name. But for whatever reason, maybe I'm just blessed. I don't know. Whatever reason, in my mind, I always had had the belief that I would do something or be something special. Because as a little kid, I never lost that, 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 that dream or just that feeling you have as kids when you feel like you know you're gonna be a superhero, or you're gonna be a pro athlete, a pro, whatever that is, I've always maintained that. And you know, maybe it's just this this crazy belief in myself or whatever the case may be. But that's something that has helped me push forward. Uh, but again, unfortunately, a lot of people don't have that belief. A lot of people, they look around, they're left and the right, they look at the entire family, and no, no one has done anything that, that's of value. And it's like when you're when you're a young person and, and you're looking around and you ain't seeing, you ain't seeing nothing of value. Sometimes it is, I mean, sometimes it can be tough for somebody to be like, shit, well, what am I gonna be? What am I gonna do? But it comes down to mindset. I agree. Like at the end of the day, we play sports, we play football, you're a coach, I'm a player. One of the things that that my strength coach would always say is nobody gives a fuck. And I take that as one of the best things I ever heard because at the end of the day, in life, nobody cares where you started, why you started, if your parents was on drugs, if your, if your grandma did this, if your daddy used to beat you. They don't care about none of the reasons why. It's about what's the outcome, what did you do with that? So as tough as it is, as maybe insensitive as it might sound, that's life. And the only way to, to me, get out of the victimhood mentality, so to speak, is to shift your mindset, which, again, I mean, you got to have the right people around you. You got to have the right leaders, the right people coming to speak to you. You got to have the, like, as a as a kid, if, if all you're around is negativity all, all day, you don't have nobody in your circle to, like, shift your mindset out of it a kid is like a sponge you're gonna soak in whatever information that's around you and if you're around just bullshit all day it's it just it's just hard to it's hard to believe in anything else it happens but it's just tough for me i learned a lot when i went to college and i looked around i'm like oh shit like there's more there's more to, to life than just the far east side of indianapolis there's more to life than just food stamps and, and 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 getting evicted like i'm seeing people with money and, and 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 you know nice cars at 18 years old and people got money in their savings i'm learning about index funds and investing and these are my teammates my friends now and i'm learning from them and we're we're traveling from you know private plane private jet so for me it was like getting away from my situation that really opened up my mind and i'm like wow i've been missing out and i've been looking at this thing called life completely different but the thing is I had to get the opportunity to separate from my situation. 
everybody don't have that. So it's not about making it excuses. Some things are just facts. If you're if you're in your situation, I, I know good ass kids. You probably do too, JB, who did not choose the street life. They they went to school, got decent grades, but maybe they weren't great at a sport. Again, maybe they didn't get straight A's, but they did what they were supposed to do for the most part. But they're living in a fucked up situation because it's like I, my, my foundation was so messed up and so jacked up that they don't have they're ignorant. They don't have the knowledge to, to, to get out. I got blessed. I'm telling you, like Whitlock hook, hooked me up with the Fox. If Whitlock don't give me an opportunity with Fox, I don't know where I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not in the hood, obviously, but I'm saying my life ain't the way it is right now. If I didn't get a full ride scholarship, the ball staff had one full ride scholarship, JB. I'm one full ride away from maybe not going to college because I had no money put up. So I'm saying certain situations have to happen in your life to help get you out of your situation. And I would be ignorant to just say, just get out, just go. Like it's not all I know twin people in the hood right now that it's not that easy to just get out, just go and just and just do that. So I don't know. I don't have an answer for me. It's a tough one for me because you know I'm always gonna err on the side of the the tough rah rah asshole guy and all that. Here's the deal with me. I'm from that situation. I've been in that deal. I was in a car living at 15 years old. If I would sit here to this day and blame everyone else for where I grew up, I would be dead or in jail. So my question is. And that's why I was so hard and preached so much to these kids, especially inner city youth. At some point, you have hair on your balls, dog. You hit a thing called maturity, and you hit a thing called puberty, and your brain was gifted to us by the gods, whatever god you may believe in out there. The, somebody gifted us with a great thing called a brain, and it taught us by itself. We didn't have to get brain trained to know the difference between right and wrong, the difference in sitting around on your ass and going to go get it. And I hear what you're saying. You're talking about all these different things as far as we don't pick our situation. We don't get this and that. But if it was easy, everybody would have the winning lotto numbers. Like, I don't know if we think that way anymore. Like, I was be I would be damned if I was going to sit around and sit there and say, man, I got fuck. I'm in Compton. I'm living in a car. I could get killed every day. I'm like, fuck this. I want to get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't believe we have the person or the people in our corner or our circle or our life. And I don't want to hear really. I I hear the single father thing by so many people. And it's such a big narrative right now. I'm 50 50, man. Like, I'm to to be honest, because uh, I, I grew up with too many cats, too many hood cats without dads that are fucking doctors, lawyers, cats that are very, very successful right now and say those are excuses too. Because you're always going to have outliers though, JB. Like like you always say, you're always going to have outliers. Just because a, a handful of people did it don't mean everybody can do it. Some people, every yeah. every kid, some people need a father in their life. Some people don't. Everybody yeah, can move differently. Of course. But I want to know, I, I just want to know like, like I look at it as myself and I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the biggest, baddest motherfucker to ever come off the, off the planet. I'm just, I'm trying to figure out why can't, if I could do it, I'm trying to all figure right. out why motherfucker can't drop their nuts and say, all right, I'm going to get out here and go get this thing. Get up and get out and get something like fucking outcast used to say. Like, I don't let understand me, that let mentality. Me ask you real quick, JB. What used to see what, like when you look back, right, 
and I didn't even know that you, you know, you spent time, you said you living in a car, you were struggling. What was the thing or the person, the people, the community, whatever, what, 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 what helped you? What helped get you from the point of like, I'm, I'm in this fun situation to that, like that first step, like whatever that was, whether, whether it was your first coaching gig, whatever that first big jump was, I would assume you had to have somebody, something, your father, I know you had a great father, like some, something had to be there to help get you. Cause we can't, no matter how hard we say we are, we all need help. Can nobody do this shit on your own. Nobody can do this by, by themselves. Although I was in the hood, and although my, my, my mom and dad, you know, they went through their phases of, of maturity, one thing I will say, they always took care of me. We might have been in a fun situation. We might have got evicted. We might have been in the hood. We might have been uh, using food. Whatever the case may be, Darnell never went, went without a meal. Darnell never just didn't have somewhere, somewhere to lay my head down. So I have to give my credit to my you friends. Want me to be real? You want me to be real? My mom and dad divorced when they were young. My mom was chasing some – she wanted to get money. She wanted to get away yeah. from my, a guy like my dad who would come home midnight every night, leave at 5 in the morning every day, diesel mechanic, drink all day, come home, fall asleep on the couch or on the floor. I never really saw him. So my mom got out of that. My dad could tell me different stories of why she left. But anyway, it is what it is. My mom's still alive. My dad's not. My mom went, my mom remarried to, uh, or was fucking with an old rich dude, and then she got remarried later on. All right. Got you. I want to know this. If we're so, we're so like deprived in the hood, and I've seen it my whole life, and that's the attitude we're going to have. Why can't we have the one I had and homies that I grew up with, when we all sat around and talked and bullshitted, it was about, I don't want to be like my mom and dad. I'm not going to be these motherfuckers. I'm getting the fuck out. Why don't you hear that anymore amongst the youth? And you don't have to be a fucking, you don't have to be seven years old. I understand 10-year-olds aren't sitting around thinking that, but pretty soon after you are, like 15 years old, I think it was when I was in the car, I was like, I ain't going to be my mom and dad. I'm not going to be my dad coming home at midnight, drinking all day, working, and then going out and laying on the couch or whatever, and not seeing his kid, or whatever, right? I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to go out and get mine. And yep. all my homies had the same shit. Now, guess what? Maybe it was cats going out slang dope. But they right. weren't going to sit around on their ass and understand. We understand. We've even had these conversations in depth. Dog, are we attributing to killing blacks amongst blacks? Maybe. We're slanging dope to each other. Like, we're, we're killing yeah. each other in the hood. But, like, he, he, he has a PhD. He's a former gangbanger. He brings up these points like, what was slavery's number one obstacle for individual slaves? What was it, Big Smitty? What was the individual slave's mindset? To get out, right? Yeah, yeah. Break free. He did not give a fuck about who he was chained up to, next to, who was in the barrack, who was in the other room. It was about getting out of there, and that was his sole mentality. Right. It's called a generational curse. I do believe it exists. What is the mindset right now of the individual black kid out here trying to get his or hers? They don't give a fuck about their neighbor, their family, their elder, the man, the mom, the dad. They are about themselves, and it is it has trickled down from the fucking days. Like he makes the point like, dog, I, I see it every day when I talk to these kids. Like, they don't have a value for a dollar. They're looking for the big bag quick. 
They don't care about lives. They're killing old ladies and men. They're robbing everybody. They don't care. Black on black uh, stores are getting robbed. Black owned stores in Compton got robbed. And, and my boy's like been there for 40 years. Like, what? what? Whoa, 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 whoa. You robbing who? And like, these are OGs. These kids don't give a fuck because social media has protected them. Mm. And I don't know, dog. I wasn't going to be that guy to sit there and sulk and hope somebody gave me something. And either were my homies. But we, I continue to still see those excuses being made. And that is when it pisses me off. Like, we have brains, Smitty. We have yeah. individualism thinking we can actually perform. We, we're not fucking sitting here like deaf mute. We can go out and get it. There is possibilities. Like, are they deprived ones? Maybe. Are there certain cities and certain places that may frown down upon a brother, sister? Sure. I'm not ignorant. I've been around my whole life. But... It is far less than it used to be, obviously, and there's much more chance out there for cats. But will we do it or will we just continue to use the same crutch over and over? That's the thing. I wasn't going to do it. I'm going to go get it. And I still haven't got it yet. Like, I haven't really got it yet where I want it. And I don't know. That's just a different mentality. Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, you know me, Jay. I'm the same way. Like I said, I I mean, we've opened up and and discussed this. Like I said, I'm real open with my situation. I, I I, I we didn't I, I had to live with, with my best friend for part part of my childhood growing up because we didn't we didn't have we had got kicked out had nowhere to go like I I've been close to being homeless like I I've been through all of that but I never used that as an excuse I busted my ass for everything I got I busted my ass for that one scholarship I busted my ass to, to come out here I'm still busting my ass every single day to make the most out of th- this situation so I'm again let me make this shit clear to you in the chat like I'm I'm of the same mindset. I guess my only thing is, I maybe maybe I, I, I'm somewhat emotional because, I, again, I grew up around other people. I have family members and shit that's still in the situation. I, I just understand that everybody don't think like JB. Everybody don't think like Darnell for whatever reason. Everybody don't have the same exact mind to think that way. Even when I'm trying to talk to somebody and trying to find a way to make them think my way and try to put the positive energy, positive spin, their head's so fucked up from trauma that they just like it goes in one ear and out the other. So you know, again, I again, the victim head mentality is not the answer, but I do think you still have to pay attention and have the knowledge of what why we're in a situation. We would be ignorant to say that black people and, and most white people are not starting at the same fucking line when it comes to this race called life. We can at least say that, but. How you react to that information is on you as a black man or a black woman. It's like me. I know for a fact I don't have the same head start as most most white men. But instead of just sitting around crying about it, I'm going to use that to my advantage to figure out, okay, how can I not only catch up but surpass and break this family curse? I talk to my wife all the time and say, we baby, we have to break the generational curse. So it's funny that you even use that term and brought it up on here because I, I have these conversations with my wife. I believe her and I have similar families, structures and situations. I believe that we are the people that can break our curse based upon our mentality. And like you said, not using that victim hill mentality to me, it's it just a, you have to train your mindset. You, you have to be so fucking, I don't know the proper term, but it's like, it's like, um, it's like just that, that I guess so I'll just use confident, but it's so confident and have so much, you know, maybe quote unquote false belief at some point in your life 
that you can be more than a situation, that at some point that false belief becomes reality and you finally make it out. But again, there is a phase in your life where it almost seems unreal to believe that you can be on TV. You can you can go to college. You can you can get a degree. You can be a doctor. You can be whatever that thing is. There's a, there's a point in your life growing up, you know what I mean, where it's like, damn, like, I know I'm smart. I know I want to be in the streets, but like, how can I get here? Like, like I don't have any, you know, there's a point and you have to get through that phase. You have to get through that, that phase, that mindset in order to get to the next step. And it ain't easy. But again, we can't make excuses because if it was easy, everybody would do it. So that's why I just go back and say, I don't know what the solution is. You have to find a way to train and shift the mindsets of young black men and black women. How do you do that? I don't know. And that's where I'm at. And that's why it's so fucked up. Yeah. Well, hey, this is why it's real. Pound the like button for your boy. Subscribe. Become a member if you're not. This is why we are able to have these comfortable, being comfortable, having uncomfortable conversations. I used to tell my players all the time, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. I mean, and I'm not uncomfortable talking about either as Smitty, but a lot of folks yeah. will never bring this up. No mainstream media is going to talk uh, uh, like this, just so we're clear. So, uh Pound the like button for us. Subscribe. Become a member today if you're not one. There's a lot to discuss today. We had to just bring that up. I wanted to bring that up on me. That's on me. Big Smitty didn't got hit in the mouth with it. He didn't know it was coming. And I appreciate it. He uh, handled it like a G. And now we're going to get into some sports. But sometimes you can't have fun until you go through the rough time. So we had to get through that. Uh, yes, sir. I, but I, I got something to show you, too, though, kind of relative to this. Um, it's weird because this type of shit is Guys, today I'm going to show you how to get out of football practice by stabbing your dad's tire. If you really want to get out of football practice for the weekend, stab both tires. All right, dog. I don't. I, I don't know. Got my ass beat so bad. It would have been. It would have been. It would have been. Uh, what? That. Right, that, so now that. Now that's social media. That's social media. That. that that's just. I'm doing this shit because I want to go. For, that. That's the negative side of social media right there. That's wild. I ain't never seen nothing like that before. That's crazy. Um. Apparently, it was real. I looked into it. Um. The debt. So here, here's the thing, though. I hear you say social media. This kid had to be what? He did eight, ten. I think he he looks small, but I mean, I, I would say yeah, probably ten, eleven. I, I would give him that. He's probably just a smaller kid. Ten or eleven. Yeah, probably, oh, yeah. Ten or eleven years old. Here, here's what. I I don't know about this dog. Like I'm trying to figure this out. So first of all, if you're doing that for clout just to get likes and retweets, and you're popping your two tires. I mean, there's so much to dive into. I don't, I'm not going to get too much into it, but we just discussed this whole thing. Like, it's so deep, though. I don't even know. I might do a daily rant on this shit. I don't know. It's so deep because, first of all, somebody's allowing that kid to have a cell phone in social media. A, let's just cut right to fucking – like, that kid didn't just tell his dad, give me a motherfucking phone, motherfucker. Like – 
I, that's what, first of all, let's get to that. So somebody gave him a phone. Somebody gave him the, the social media availability, number one. Number two, uh, I don't get it. Like, so if you, are you, do you want to play football or you don't want to play football? Do you, I know y'all say you love it, but do you not? I don't understand this whole thing. Like, and then why are we, are we forcing the kid to play? Because he don't want to go or he wouldn't have did that. There's so much to this. Um, I don't know, dog. I don't know. I'm just, I'm over the fake videos if it was fake. If it's not fake, which I could see it very well not being fake either because this is the fucking generational kid we're seeing every day, then that's a whole nother discussion in ballgame. So either way, either side of it, it's fucked. And you either allow it or you coach it, dog. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm almost speechless on that one, man. That, that, I would got my ass beat. I'll say that. Let me, let me just be very clear. I would have had a funeral that day. That would have been yeah, a funeral. I, because again, <laughs> I mean, it is connected to what we just talked about. Especially in my situation, you grow up like parents is fucking struggling. So to to put a hole in two tires, that's a situation that it might take a couple months to get fixed. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that ain't something that we. Hey. This kid at 19 years old, let's say he's 10 tops. Yeah. So he has a shank. He has Smart. a knife. A. So he yeah. has a knife. Okay. He has a phone operating on him to where he's operating the phone and the knife. <laughs> he, first of all, you got to be kind, not skilled. I mean, it's easy to pop a tire, but you can have some implications on popping a tire with a knife. Um, especially if it's a switchblade or a pop back, it might cut your finger off if you don't know how to fuck to use it right. And it could bounce right off the tire. And fuck, I've seen a lot of bad things happen when kids don't know how to do that. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a fucking, it's just, I don't get it, dog. But, but here's the thing. I can sit up here and show you um, like all kind of videos. Like, I mean, these are just like, look at the shit we're seeing. Is that real? Is that real? Because I don't know. I mean, at least going about 30 in the snow, 40. <laughs> you think it's real, JB? I, I mean, he's going fat. I mean, I don't know if if, 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 if Photoshop's that good or whatever, if Adobe Premiere, whatever, is that good? Then fuck it, so be it. But he got hit pretty decently, dog, in the snow. He got he hit, hit pretty, pretty good. Probably at least going 30. Uh... Is he Here's still alive, JB? Huh? Is he still alive? I mean, I mean, what do we? Know. I mean, what, what's the honor on that? I mean, shit. But damn, dog! Like cats are so thirsty for likes and retweets. How much shit are we? Have we been seeing? Like, have you seen these fucking videos? Don't fall off! <gasps> oh my god! Hold on, where, where did he fall, JB? Like, where did he go? I can't tell. Don't fall off. <gasps> oh, my God. I mean, homie, I, dog, here's like, again, again, let me be the asshole out there on the fucking porch yelling. I don't feel bad for him at all. Not one bit do I feel bad for either one of these motherfuckers. None of them. I will laugh at your face. 
if I see you do that. Because this cat is in a suit, Big Smitty. See, I, I think when we start to hold cats accountable and and show this to idiots out there trying to do this, I think it'll stop. But when we continue to feel sorry, it'll continue to go. And that's just my personal opinion, dog. Being on this earth 47 years, I think if we start to fucking laugh at them and say, good, do it again, do it more, so there's less people in the fucking line, then I think it'll stop. But when we say, oh, my God, what did he, oh, man, I feel so bad. I don't feel bad at all. I actually think it should be on a fucking Saturday Night Live fucking skit. I think it's hilarious. Because if you're going to be that fucking stupid, then I'm going to laugh at you. Because this motherfucker was in a suit, Big Smitty, trying to impress something. And there's no way he survived that, right? I don't know. I don't I don't know where he even fell fell down to, man. And and, and Jerry's the Jerry Lozano, man. You took the words right out of my mouth. Do stupid things, win stupid prizes. And uh I'm the same way. I don't feel bad at all. But to me, JB, I don't see it stopping either way. Whether we whether we laugh at him, whether we cry about it, whether we feel bad, whether we don't, we're still watching. And that's what the, that's what they want. That's why they still posted the video. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, you know what? He's he is still alive. He is okay because his friend was probably recording it to plan it in the first place. He ended up falling, and that's why it still got leaked. It's still it's still posted. So people are just they will do anything for clout, JB. And that's what I told you. Like we had a conversation like my first episode on here, and I said, like, we're in a world now where I don't know if you can really blow up anymore without doing some stupid shit. Like, I don't know. Like when I scroll online, the videos that got a million views and 500,000 plays are not the videos where people are truly educating someone or telling them like the gospel or telling them something that they really need to know. It's stuff like this where people are stabbing tires, falling down the stairs, fucking slapping, slapping the old lady. Like it's just the, the craziest stuff you can think of are the ones that go viral. They, they, our conversation about inner city youth and black folks and black on black crime, that shit won't go viral. Oh, it definitely won't. It'll right. it'll be that it'll be this fucking idiot falling down the stairs. Yep, it'll probably get five hundred views if we post uh, that own little set. It get five hundred views, JB. <laughs> I don't know, and, th- and that's another thing too. Like the, the the internet, the algorithm, whoever controls the the, the machine, they got to take a little bit of blame of this too. Because wh- why does the algorithm work in the favor of bullshit? Why does the algorithm not work in the favor of positivity, education? People really dropping real life gems. Why does it work so well when people do stupid stuff? Even when you're posting TikToks, you almost got to put a headline that sounds outrageous just to bring in attention. You know what I mean? JB slaps the hell out of Big Smitty live on the show. You got to put some crazy. Whoa, okay. Just just somebody can tune in. But if you put JB and Big Smitty talk about, you know, being growing up in poverty situations, it's like, all right, you get five views, one retweet. Like it, it don't make. I don't get it. It makes no sense. But that's the world we live in now, JB. Hey, there's a lot going on, man. I've seen uh, my brother's in the Air Force, obviously, and I know some people in the military, obviously. And so there's things out there that's going on over the weekend. A lot of people are posting. There's a bunch of different things. We got a lot of uh, military activity all across the world, apparently. So you got tank. This is in Canada. Um, that's in Canada. Multiple, there's just t- lines and lines of tanks being moved about. 
you got Philadelphia had tanks running through downtown Philly. California's had tons of uh, San Diego. We've seen tons of ops and helicopters. And in Northern California, we see, we saw a bunch of shit. It's all over the country. Everyone's reporting military activity, military movement. Um, I've been told by a few people in the military that every June we do ops, and most likely they're in smaller areas, rural towns. Even though you may see them in some big cities, they do those uh, statistic or strategy uh, strategically for just the practice. I mean, it is what it is. You got to do a lot of things. Then it came out last night that we saw Canada moving a lot of shit. Then we saw Mexico doing a lot of shit. But then I did research, and the Mexico thing was. It was like an Independence Day type of parade. They had a bunch of tanks and shit. So, like, I think we see videos and everyone gets up in arms and in alarm about certain things. I mean, and 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 first of all, if it ever became that serious, um, you know, the government and the president would have to address you. Um, he wouldn't just sit there and say nothing, and then we're just in World War Three. Like, let's be clear. Let's make sure everybody fucking understands it. Don't work that way. So I understand everybody's up in arms, all the military movement. Um, do you really care about it or is it a big deal to you? I, 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 it's not to me. I've seen this for a long time. I just think that's how big social media is getting. And every year you start to see more and more and more people take videos and show videos. And it comes on your timeline and everyone gets more scared every year because I think it's been happening for fucking ever. I just think we're seeing it more and more and more now. And that goes for everything, Smitty. Everything we've discussed today. Everything we see, it's more enhanced because you're seeing more and more and more of it. And that's right. why I think it's it, the world looks worse than it really is sometimes. And sometimes it looks better than it is. I think it goes both ways. Right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't affect my day-to-day -day life right now. So, I'm yeah, I don't care about it as much. Like, I don't usually care about stuff until I, I got to care about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, as of right now, I don't. it's not moving. It's not changing my day-to-day -day life. It ain't, it ain't paying. It ain't. Stopping my shine, it ain't it ain't messing up my bills, nothing like that in my in my little bubble. So right now, I'm not scared, I'm not affected. You know, it, it is interesting. You know, of course, when you see in these, you know, mili military trucks, you see in the army truck, you know, it makes you think like, huh, is something going on? So like for a stop, a quick second, you might have that thought, and then and then I just move on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So for me, it's like I agree with you. It they probably been doing this, they're probably practicing for something. I don't know, but because people have their cameras out, we're just seeing it. And that, I believe that's I believe that, that holds true for a lot of things in life that go on today. And people always say that you know today it, it's it's so much worse than it was back in the days, and it, it might be in some ways, but in other ways, I just think we're just seeing everything. We're just there's a storyline behind everything. There's a video behind everything. Where back in the sixties and seventies, you just didn't see shit. You didn't see it, then you didn't know about it. So. In your head, everything was good and smooth. You know what I mean. So and also, I also heard from my my uh, buddy that uh, he's like, you know, first of all, National Guard has to train for these type of things, especially because unless it's like a fucking country like invading us, National yeah. Guard's gonna have. Oh, here, see, I was just talking about uh, <laughs> perfect timing. It's crazy. Uh, and my brother was like, dude, with the border crossings and all the things we're having right now, National Guard would most likely handle those type of things. Our National Guard's big enough to handle those type of things, and we have enough people like that to handle those type of things. That's what this could be, too. could be a training op just for 
if if we because we are having a lot of cartel issues there's a lot of mexican cartels coming across killing americans we're finding americans in mexico in in in, in high-end resorts how uh, funny that sounds doesn't it sound funny we just talked about this friday didn't i say i'd rather go to fucking laguna beach but guess what two newport beach california natives two white folks Found dead in a high-end hotel in Cancun. Mm. But go ahead and got on over there, Big Smitty. I'm good. I'll stay right motherfucking here. I'm. I think I'm. I mean, I, I'm gonna probably go at least one more time because I've, I've only been Mexico once, so I gotta go one more time to, just to explore. Okay. And then, I, and then you All know, right. after, after, after that, I'll probably chill, JB. Yeah, go I ahead. Think, I'm good everywhere. I, I've been trying to tell hey, you have that. You ever JB. heard of the bank robbers tell? Right now, I break it down to me. The bank robbers tell. It's the no, tell of the bank robber. It's the tell of the bank robber. I ain't heard of that one, JB. Oh, uh, it sounded kind of like you. I just want to do it one more time. Motherfucker, dead or in jail? <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to hit one more lick, dog. We got one more bank. $13 million isn't enough. We got to hit this one more bank. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go to I can't, one more time. My I can't man. live my life scared, JB. Scared money don't make no money, JB. Are you telling me you scared? You scared to get this money? You, you gonna let somebody stop your shine and stop you doing what you want to do, JB? And somebody said you can't come downtown. What you it's gonna do? Like white shit. I gotta skydive. It's my bucket list. I gotta jump out of this fucking moving plane. I gotta do it one time. That motherfucker hit the rock. That's, 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 your, that's your people now. I ain't jiving on no fucking plane. No, you that's, sound like it right now. That's you your shit. Coco. I gotta go one time to Acapulco. Motherfucker. You. I got people uh, in Mexico. I'm good. Like, come uh, on, man. I'm good, I'll man. California has beautiful beaches. Hawaii. I'll go to Hawaii, dog. I'm fucking Hawaii. Hey, dog, Hawaii. let me ask you something. Are you going to go to Hawaii and just be like, fuck, I, I got to go to Acapulco? Ah, fuck no. I'm not going to even think about Acapulco, Cabo, Cancun. I'm going to go to fucking Hawaii and be perfectly fine. I will never think about Mexico. I'm just going to tell you. I would never true. think about, God damn, I got to go to fucking Cancun. They got great swordfish fucking fishing. But no, Mexico is cheaper though, JB. You got to, Hawaii, I went to Hawaii last year and for my fucking uh, 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 anniversary. Hawaii's beautiful. We've, uh, what's the shit called when, when they come out there and they do the dances and they bring the pig out? It's called a, uh, say it, luau. It's called? A luau. luau. That, that, I ain't, I'm from the hood. I ain't never seen no luau. I went that motherfucker. I was like, this is amazing. This is dope. The food, the drinks, the women was out there moving the hips. I said, this is dope, but it's expensive as fuck. I spent the bag. I'm still recovering from Hawaii right now. And that was last year. Big bank, take little bank. <laughs> hey, man, all I'm saying is. You hey, no, don't do it. Don't do it then. There, hey. No, 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 no. I got to live my life. I ain't about to sit here. Then you live your life. That's it. It's over. Don't say shit about it. Don't complain. Don't do nothing. You, you brought it up. I got to educate. Don't tell me I got to go to Acapulco to save $1,200. <laughs> that motherfucker get your head cut off for $1,200. Fuck that. I'm going to hey. spend extra money and make sure I'm living. 
It's worth the risk, man. All-inclusive resort. You can drink as much as you want, eat as much as you want, do whatever you want to do. If, if you go to if you go to the right area you, you, in Mexico, you good. That's all I'm saying. Like, listen, JB, it's certain spots that uh, uh, in America that if that you could, you could get shot, you could get kidnapped, you could do this, you could do that. I've never known JB to not go somewhere because you were scared. The JB I know go to Compton, he go to he go to Watts. He go, he go to a Slauson. That's a JB I know. But maybe you switched up. I don't know. Exactly. But guess what? I'm not paying for that. I'm not paying for that, homie. That's just regular life. You can get killed walking your doggy. All I'm saying is I'll be damned if I'm going to go on a vacation, pay money to get fucking smoked. No. I'll go to Hawaii, I'll go to Laguna Beach, I'll go to fucking Newport, I'll go to fucking Morro Bay or fucking uh, somewhere up in Santa Cruz. Uh, <laughs> homie, I'll walk down the boardwalk of Venice before I go to fucking Cancun. So and there's needles floating in that water. Let me ask you this, JB. If, 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 if a, let's say a resort in Mexico, let's say our show blows up, which it will. Let's say a resort in Mexico in Cancun said, hey, JB, Big Smitty, we we gonna fly y'all out, pay for everything, and we gonna pay y'all fifty bands to come do a week of live shows at our resort. We gonna sponsor y'all. You telling me, are we going? Hell yeah, hell no. Are we going? You could go. I'll be right here. It'd be like this. The show will be exactly like it is right now. <laughs> wow. I'll be right look- here, and they'll never know. I'll be here. I'll put the fucking beach behind me. You'll be right there, and we'll do the show, dog. We gonna miss out on the. We gonna miss out on fifty bands. Cause JB scared. JB yeah. scared. No, it ain't scared. It's smart. <laughs> hey y'all, man, scared. Yeah, I, 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 I ain't got my homies. I ain't got my fucking backing. I don't got my fucking army. I don't got my fucking uh, police. Fuck that. Ain't none of. Ain't nobody going over there. First of all, you're never gonna be found again. They're never gonna know you're over there. You can't call nobody. Fuck no, I'm not going unless I'm rolling deep. I gotta we gonna roll record like the whole. We're gonna record the whole. I'm gonna vlog the whole shit so they know exactly where we at. I'm gonna have a uh air tag in, in my in my in our luggage so they know where we yeah, at. Yeah, I, I, I got the homies on. That's one call away. All right, Jeff, listen. I don't know who's on the show before, I don't know none of that. But if you with me, JB, you good. That's one call away. I call my people from back home. Back in now, you ain't got to worry about that. I got the whole week. Cancun, especially if there's some hood cats. By the time they got to Cancun, it'd be fucking six weeks later, and you guys would get there doing a you you the, your homies would film the shit to make clout too. They want to relight. They find us fucking in the closet six weeks later, rotted dead away, and and we're acting like motherfucker gonna hop on a plane and get there while we're still while we're tied up. Like get here quick, homie. <laughs> <laughs> We're already beheaded, dog. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Uh, I, see we got, I see we got Sean Kip in the chat, man. Shout out to Sean Kip, man. <laughs> I don't know if Matt's gonna join us or not. He's got the link. I'm waiting to hear. Uh, but anyway, we there's a lot going on, man. I gotta be honest. So let me get to this first. Bobby Huggins, Huggy Bear, Bob Huggins, end of an era. He was fired or resigned, whatever you want to say, for another incident. Uh, at West Virginia. This time a DUI. Then in May, he said some homophobic slurs on a radio show in Cincinnati. Uh, he was, a, you know, he's got, I think, 900 victories plus in the NCAA. He's one of the winningest coaches ever. 
Uh, I actually like Huggins. I thought I loved his, uh, you know, his, his 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 mentality. I thought I loved how he got after it. Um, I've heard that the entire team. See, this is the perception that is not reality. Sometimes uh, people in the media, oh, he's an asshole. Nobody likes him. This and that. I heard that the players and his staff, when he called them on a meeting in a Zoom meeting yesterday. And told them I'm resigning. That they have, they couldn't stop crying for hours. The whole team and staff. Now, Frank Martin is a good friend of mine. We talked, and I, he knows people in the, uh, there. Obviously, that's the thing. Like people think that everything is so glaring. The optics show everything that you see on the news and social media. He fucked up again. He got a DUI. Now look. On the other side is I'm like, how many fucking chances these cats get when you got a cat like not only myself, but a lot of buddies that I know who have done something nowhere near putting. Here's my I'm going to tell you, I'm going to cut cut it off and say this. Here's the problem I have with these guys like Art Bryles and these Bob Huggins and these coaches who continue to put their fucking selves in harm's way. Here's the issue I have. Other than the fucking Netflix glaring optics that are full of shit that nobody really knows about because you think what you see on 16 hours is really what you see. Other than that, I never put myself in a position to get removed for one reason and one reason only. The kids I committed to. I committed to do the job. I recruited that kid. I sold their parent. I brought them to a certain place, wherever it may have been in America, to coach them, get them graduated, get them a scholarship, teach them life skills, teach them how to be a man. All these things. If I were to leave, then they're fucked. That's how I look at it. So I was never going to put myself in a DUI situation, in a drug situation, in a fucking domestic, anything that gets me arrested and fired. Netflix glaring optics, obviously, right. forced me to do something that I had to go for, right? I left for that reason. Dog, I don't understand these coaches who really, at the end of the day, if you look at it, could give a fuck less about the kid. Because if you wouldn't be putting yourself in that situation, making $8 million a year. Give me $8 million a year. Do you fucking think you're going to see me? on some fucking channel doing some stupid shit or am I going to have every single one of my kids at my house every weekend fucking barbecuing, chilling, teaching life lessons, getting these motherfuckers ready, plus have the best kids in America on top of it, obviously. But I'm just saying, like, it blows my mind the lack of fucking care that you have for your player. And I've seen it every single day. The Texas head basketball coach gets fired for what? Dumb shit. Baylor, we've seen for over and over. I mean, there's un, there's so many fucking discussions we could have about how many coaches really put themselves over their team and players. And that's what makes me sometimes think, you wonder why we have such a fucking glaring transfer portal issue. The kids find out you really don't give a fuck about them, even though you lied to their parents and your, themselves in the fucking house when you recruited them. You sold them a car basically a lemon and they found out it's a lemon and now they want to go chase and get a new car. That's basically what it is. That's why I never seen anyone transfer out on me. You never mm-hmm. seen nobody leave me. 
So I'm trying to figure out like what part of the fucking fence I'm on on this one, man. I like Tuggy Bear and all that, but I feel sorry for him not one bit. You put yourself at this risk over and over, and you've probably had more chances than any other coach coaching Division One, like every type of opportunity and chance you've had. He coached Marcus Camby on those. Uh, I mean, not uh, not Marcus Camby. Um, on those Cincinnati teams, he had a uh, fuck. What's his name? They went to the Final Four, I believe, when he was there at Cincinnati. Uh, Kenyon Martin. Oh, uh, Martin, yeah. And those guys, he had a good team. He had some good teams in Cincinnati. Uh, he coached Van Axel. Mm. Uh, Nick Van Axel. I, I just, I don't know. I don't feel sorry for him at all. It's like the kid in the suit falls off the escalator. I don't feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for this guy either. Um, but I'm just trying to figure out administrators and the hiring parties that hire these guys and recycle them when they really can give a fuck less. You're paying them all this money, and at the end of the day, they don't give a fuck about those kids, and they're doing selfish shit for selfish reasons and continue to get jobs. I don't know. I agree. I agree. I agree. And, and, and just to add my little two cents, that's why – I'm always on the fence of the players when it comes to the transfer portal and things like that. Although I don't agree with the with it 100, and and players do leave sometimes for reasons that don't matter. You just hit the nail right on the head. A lot of these coaches don't care about the players, and they're lying to the players in the recruiting process. So if you're there, if, you, if I'm a player and I go to that school for a year or two and I see what's real and what reality is, and, and I found out that, that my coach was lying to me. Yeah, I'm going to cut out, I'm going to leave. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's why I'm glad you brought that up because I do think there's two sides to the fence when it comes to that. So, uh, there's definitely a good point right there, Jake B. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, but end of an era, I doubt he coaches again. I think he's, like, I'm not sure how old he is. I think he's 60s in his 60s. I, I doubt he'd coach again. Um, but I don't know. Let's get to brass tacks here. Uh, the, the thumbnail obviously shows Bradley Bill on there. Bradley Bill has been traded, um, obviously, to the Phoenix, Phoenix Suns, right? To the Phoenix Suns. And um, I got a poll question, Smitty. I got the poll question uh, for you that I wanted to put out there. Does Bradley Bill make the Suns contenders or favorites? Contenders or NBA mm -hmm. champion favorites? Uh, does the Bradley Bill move? Poll question. Drop your chat in there. Drop it. Hit the like button while you drop a comment. Does Bradley Bill make the Suns contenders or favorites? I think I think Bradley Bill makes them contenders. My my like my 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 gut wanted to say favorites, but we've seen it too many times where you put together this amazing big three. It looks amazing on paper. Everything looks good, but then they go out there and play it, and it's like uh, it showed the greatness in flashes. But in the big moments when you when it really matters the most in the playoffs, when you really need them to work, they're lacking, whether that's in the bench, whether that's in the depth or someone gets hurt or something just just doesn't go right with these big three. We just saw it in the Brooklyn Nets with Katie, Kyrie, James Harden. You know, it just again, whether it was injuries, whether it's just they didn't play enough games together, whatever the excuse is, it didn't work. So. You know, now again, you got other times when you've seen big threes work. You've seen a D Wade, LeBron, Chris Bosh. You've seen a Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, KG. So of course, there are examples where where it has worked. But I feel like in recent years, man, I just haven't seen these these amazing big threes on paper 
actually work. And if we've seen anything from this recent championship with the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat playing in the playoffs, um, it 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 might actually be better nowadays to to have your your one or two superstars and just have a deep ass team, a team of just a, two things a lot let me let me address two things in the chat. First of all, Calvin asks, "How does an administrator find a good coach?" Number one, all right, I'm gonna address that first. First of all, the administrator has to be good. <laughs> See, that's what people don't get. The administrator finds a good coach when the administrator is legit and understands the whole inner working in totality of how this fucking intricacies of this job works, how it what in, what it entails, how to hire the right guy, how to uh, how to support that hire see what happens is these administrators go through a committee to hire they already know who they want so they either get that guy preconceived or not or they go to the second guy and then they don't want him and then you got an administration who didn't want that guy in the first place then you have a fucking split fence in the administration this guy wanted him this guy didn't now you have a guy that doesn't support you on this side maybe this guy does it it has to be a full-on all in both feet in the deal the administrator, first of all, has to be good. <laughs> Let's just be clear here. I've never worked for, I've never had success with a shitty administration. I'm just telling you right mm. now. I've mm. never, ever, ever had success with a shitty administration. And I've yet to see success with a shitty administration. I've had some pretty bad ones and I've I've had to overcome those things, which you can do, but you got to really learn how to play the game, not games, if you're going to do that. But it's a sure a lot fucking easier and better when you have an administration that actually understands it. Like the guys I was talking about, Lala Mendoza, who's fighting for his life, his brother, Dr. Mendoza, Ilio Mendoza, who's actually I'm just talking to right now, who was a, I took a picture with the other day. That was his retirement from for 40, 50 plus years in administration and coaching and teaching. Uh, doctorate from USC, um, Dr. Mendoza has. Uh, Watts legend, uh, Nickerson Gardens legends, the Mendoza family. So a lot of people, um, that's number one. Administration is huge. Number two, KCBD, this dick writer, he he said, Coach, will you eat all your negative words on Mahomes when he repeats as Super Bowl champs and Super Bowl MVP? Now, have you ever heard me, Big Smitty, or anybody, Sean Waffles in Kansas City, have you ever heard me come out and say, Patrick Mahomes is a fucking piece of shit. I can't stand this kid. See, that would be negative to me, right? right. I, I, that to me is negative because I don't know Patrick Mahomes. For me to come out and call him that would be absolute. I, I would say it like, no, nah, that's not right. You're a fucking piece of shit. I've never said that. I said Patrick Mahomes is a hell of a talent. I said Patrick Mahomes is, I know people that have coached him. So I want to know what negative comments I've made. Because, see, that's the difference between you dick riders and you fucking fanboys who wear Kansas City goggles who want to suck Patrick Mahomes' dick off so bad. Guess what? Patrick Mahomes don't know who you are, dog. Hey, he doesn't ever, 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 ever will know who you are. You ride around with Kansas City flags on your pinto, and you think they really care for you. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't know you, bro. And furthermore, it's not negative if it's true. Mm. Sorry. It's called the truth. So whenever you want to continue to talk about negative words, it just shows that you're a fucking dick writer who wears Kansas City goggles. So take them off and wipe 
Patrick Mahomes fucking nut off your glasses and goggles and then get back to reality. All right, so here <laughs> is uh, – I want to get to uh, – <laughs> it's fucking blows my mind. Uh, hey, it's Monday, y'all. It's Monday. Hit the like button. <laughs> what are your thoughts real quick on Bradley Bill? I want to hear your thoughts. Do you think it's going to work? Are they going to win the championship? Are they contenders? I mean, what's up with it? The Phoenix Suns are going to be worse next year than they were this year. Damn. I mean, are you going to be honest? Are you going to be honest? What did they address? Let me ask you. They got rid of their best shooter off the bench. CP2 is a shitbird. I mean, he, he doesn't mean I'm about nothing. to say, you don't like CP3. Uh, so. I wish. I just pray. I, I, I'm going to actually pray for my boy Lalo Mendoza tonight. And then on the other side, I'm going to pray that CP2 goes to Washington. That is what I want to see. I want CP2 to be fucking miserable. I want him to do all-state commercials from fucking Washington, D.C. I want to see his fucking shitty ass do something for, for a shitty team for once to show us if he really is that good. I have yet to see this motherfucker do anything on his own. He's always had a fucking Hall of Fame, one or two Hall of Famers. He's never won with any of them. I want to go prove to me, CP2, that you are CP3. That you can go do something in Washington that no one else can do. I haven't seen you do shit. I bet you he would bitch out so goddamn fast on an injury and a fake injury. But let's get back to brass tacks and realism. The, the NBA is soft. The, it's a player-driven league. Player empowerment exists. So what's going to happen? He's going to sit out. They're going to make a third-party team get involved. And from what I'm hearing, it's probably going to be the Clippers. And the Clippers will get involved. The Clippers are going to re- get CP2 from Phoenix in a three-way deal. And they'll probably get some other type of assets for it. And he'll end up a Clipper. His home is in L.A. Of course, he doesn't. Of course, let's cater to the player. So CP2's house is in L.A. He's going to end his career in L.A. He'll be a Clipper or a Laker at the end of the day. I would probably bet my life on it. He was going to be one of those two places. And, again, will cater to a fucking overpaid pussy who's hurt every single meaningful game and has never won shit. We're going to cater to that guy and pay him 40 mil. Get the fuck out of here. By the way, Bradley Bill will be the only real fucking gangster on that team. I'm trying to get Bradley on this show. I've been trying to get it on the show. I found out he's a fan I want of myself. I want to, I'm a fan of his. I saw him talk to some JUCOs. Um, he is as real as I've heard an NBA player be. I want to I want to get Bradley on the show. I think he's the only one that's some nuts and guts on that team. So and, on, let me ask you this. So why do you think they're going to be worse? If you don't like CP2, right, as you call him, he all left. Right. You got Bradley Bill, who's a gangster. Like, that right. should be better. All right, you got three guys. How many fucking guys have you four. seen? You got four. DeAndre okay. Aiden's still there. KD, you got Booker and Bill. Hey, bro, oh yeah. Hey, break break their bench off when they come off. Break, tell me their bench. We got they got uh JB, <laughs> uh Wido, uh Big Smitty, and Monica White off the bench. Hey, tell me who tell me off the who who where's their grit and toughness off the bench? Uh, uh, give me and I want to know where their three-point shooting is gonna come from off the bench. They just got rid of Shaman, their best shooter. I want to know. Where their depth comes from. Oh, by the way, you have Aiton, who's a probably top three pussy in the league, 
And guess what? Nobody wants him because they're trying to trade him too. So let me know who's Phoenix big is that can guard Joker. <laughs> who who the fuck is going to guard? I, dog, the Phoenix Suns got worse overnight. Even though I love Bradley Bill, it just don't work, dog. This new owner is showing that he doesn't know what he's doing. He's all in. He's trying to do a, scan, a Stan Kroenke Rams, Stan Kroenke Denver Nuggets. He's trying to do a full-on, let's go get a championship instantly. This guy don't have has a clue on what you need to build uh, foundationally, especially on your bench. The Suns are worst team now, and I don't believe they will even come close to sniffing a championship, and that's just my personal opinion. I don't think they have the right pieces, and I don't care how many big threes, big fours you get. You have to have the right fucking pieces. They don't have it. I got to slow you down now. Now, listen, I, I say I, I'm leaning more so on the contender side than, than like a favorite side. I, I won't put them as the favorites. I got to see it first. But to say they got worse, that's crazy. That, 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 that's unbelievable, JB. I Bradley think it's one guy. One guy made him better that, team. Bradley Bill is that great, in my opinion, as a defender and, a, and an offensive player. The area they were lacking in heavily is defense. CP2 as you call him, it's old. And he's not the defender that he once was. Bradley Bill Do brings up size. He brings up grit. In the NBA, now there is a thing called luxury tax. That means you pay a dollar for every dollar spent. So they're going to go over that. So yeah, have a lot the Golden State Warriors did that and won the championship. So if you win, it doesn't really matter. Denver did it too. But understand yeah. something. Understand something. Denver had a nucleus before. They had guys that were together for seven years in Joker and Murray. And then they right. built the team, and they got Gordon, and they got Porter as a young kid in the draft. They made moves to get guys. See, Pete, or, uh, Caldwell Pope comes from winning a title with the Lakers. They come over, shooting off the bench, defense. Dog, tell me guys that rotationally that the Suns have that are going to get – that made them better. I mean, so, they got Cameron, Cameron Payne. They got they – got, they got, uh, I think Torrey Craig is still there. Solid players. I mean, you got fucking T.J. Warren. A guy, these are solid guys, and like by name, but no, listen, let, let's be real with the Miami Heat this year. With those guys who performed in the playoffs, we didn't know their fucking names going into the playoffs, we didn't know their name going to the season. So, a lot every season, you have guys who surprise you, so they got stuff into the plate, but they've shown in times in the seasons. Uh, uh, Cameron Payne is bald, he's been a really good uh, six man, he was hurt a lot, a lot of last year. He'll be back healthy. TJ Warren, a veteran. A guy who could scroll off the bench. You like, really, they, you really, you really, you really had, you really sticking, you really sticking to that shit, huh? You really trying to be like Cameron Payne is the answer. I'm saying you're talking like they just got no names on the like, like there's nobody on the bench. Like they don't, they don't. You probably for the same way about the Miami Heat too. And what happened? And what happened? I'm just asking you what happened. There's a huge difference, dog. Number no, one, what's the difference? No, no, what's the difference, right? baby? What's the difference? Surrounded by shooters. They were surrounded by defensive perimeter guys. You know that now. You know that now. I'm talking about going to the playoffs. Did you know that? Same team. No, that's not the same team at all, dog. Come on. Let's be honest. Come on. I'm going to say say this. Patrick Riley's built that team up from gate, and he has made that team with a bunch of like fucking role playing, uh, understanding the role type of player. Phoenix Sun has. Let's go get KD. Let's instantly come better. No, he's not. 
He's hurt. He's injury prone. He has no rhythm with this team whatsoever until later in the season when they finally started to get a play. They won 10 games in a row or whatever. They got into yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. That was, it was too late. It was too and late. They, and they beat the Nuggets twice. And, and you got to think, Devin Booker KD played together for 15 games. I said they got better at the end, but it was too late. They weren't going to win a title. And they got worse is what I'm just saying. They have got worse with the Bradley Bill addition because they lost too much. I'm about to lose my mind right now. How did a team get worse? Think about it real quick, JB. You just admit it. They won 10 games straight. KD got hurt, whatever, came back. This ain't the they team won the, They won the first series. They beat the champions in two games. And this, you understand, Devin Booker KD only played like 15 games total together. How the hell are they going to get worse with more time? Not only more time, you're bringing another perennial all-star to the team who plays defense, who's a great scorer, and who's hungry because he's been in fucking Washington his entire career where the organization sucks, and as great as he is, they never won shit. So Bill's going to be humble and hungry and he's going to do whatever he has to do in order to make this get make this team be better. It's hard for me to believe that they're going to take a step down when they replace somebody who's old, I mean, who's yeah. the same defender as they used to be. The role player, they got to figure that out. But even even with even with the bad role players this year, they still made the second round of playoffs and beat and beat the Nuggets twice with the same role players. So now you're, you're bringing a better like at bare minimum, you got the same shitty role players. Let's say that, but you bring in a better star, that way better star than Chris Paul, in my opinion, at this point of his career. They're naturally going to be at least a a, a bump right, better. Let me ask you this: So who's going to run the point right now, Cameron Payne? Or I would say Cameron Payne probably right now. I would say Cameron Payne, D-Book at the two, Bill at the three, KD at the four if they want to go a, a smaller, and then D, a, a eight at the five. So how I'm many balls are there on the court at one time? There's one ball. We said the same thing with the Warriors, though. Bill, Booker, and KD are going to make that team better with one ball. They're trying to win. KD can play in any system. KD's not a guy who's like, give me the ball, give me the ball. KD plays well in any system. We said the same thing with the Golden State Warriors. How is Steph and Clay and KD all going to get enough shots? KD's hey, a guy who can play in any they system. Look great. They look like a Hall of Fame roster. I get it. But that's not how it works, dog. It's not how it works. Are they making the playoffs? The way you talking, they ain't making the playoffs. Are they making probably, the playoffs? Probably. But, but let's be honest, though. Bradley Bill is now coming to the West. And... Yeah. I, it's going to be a little different style. It's going to be a little different depth. There's a lot more depth in each team. Uh, I don't see I don't see it working out well for the Suns. Who are you scared of in the West? Who are you scared of in the West? I mean, you got you got you giving it too much attention because dog, the Suns are going to Sun. That's what they're going to do. Let's just be honest. They're going to be Suns, and they're, it, we're wasting too much time on this shitty ass organization. I'm just being honest. So. I expect them to be a five seed. They'll be shitty at the playoffs. I mean, it is what it is. They're not going to fucking win it all. They're not even going to come close. Come on. The um, Suns will be a, th- a three seed, and we'll see what happens. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> hey, we got a new segment, Social Slaps. Basically, it's slapsticks of social media that we've seen throughout the weekend or, or day-to-day. We're asking the fans. All you guys, send us a Social Slaps uh, flick, picture, video, that we can't air without getting suspended. Show us something. Um, we're gonna call social slaps, and uh, I know you have it one that you want to show. Be, it, Yeah, I mean, some some of them that we we're gonna show, we already showed a little earlier with you know the guy falling off the off the staircase and the guy getting hit by by a car. Uh, those were two of them already. But there was a little funny video they had. Uh, comedian Ryan Davis. He was talking about 
on Father's Day. Is this? Um, what do you think it is? Oh, this is a good one here. So, th- so these are kids from the UK trying out fucking uh, American food for the first time. It's a long ass video, so we can't show the whole thing. But it was it was kind of crazy, JB, seeing the reaction of these kids eating American food for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Shit that we eat every single day was foreign to them, literally. And it was crazy. Like, like, really? Just like bread. You halved it like a scone. I don't know how this can be a biscuit. Uh. Mm. That's, that's really good. It's good. <laughs> Americans are lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sweet bread, basically. That fresh loaf of bread. You'd almost always pair it with something. Oh yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah. Gravy, gravy. Yeah. Gravy. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> hey, so you that's know, a long four minute video. Yeah. Hey, what's you know the one thing I admire on that video? What? And I get it. We're in the land of the free, home of the brave, all that bullshit. I love the kid in the fucking suit and tie. Oh, yeah. Clean. I just love it for that age group. I love it for that age. I just believe it'll instill some sort of fucking perception, discipline, fucking like focus. I think it's a great portrayal. I think I wish I would. Now, this is a cat from the hood who used to say, fuck a uniform. I would never wear a uniform in school. I would right. never wear all that shit. Now I'm sitting there begging for motherfuckers to get in a uniform. How funny life works out. That's funny. When's the last time you you uh, worn a suit, though, JB? A suit? Yeah. The I last time. I go to meetings or something like that here and there. You know, I'll get in a, maybe twice a year or something in a all suit. Right. All right. Yeah. I, I see you. I see you with the flop songs, some shorts, and in the t-shirt and the five XL t-shirt. Yeah, all day. I don't. Why? Why? Why not? I got a cigar lounge. I got the theater. I go outside. I jump in the jacuzzi. I go golf. I go shoot some hoop. Light your ass up. Whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? I do it right here. Some flip flops off a of fifth of yak and twenty cigars. I mean, I, I was drunk as hell last night with no shoes on. Hey, Big City. I did win the contest with a cigar in my mouth. Makes any of these. Ooh, that shit. I was rusty, y'all. I hadn't shot in a long time. Two to time. Let's see what happens. Now we go about winning. Can he win it? I mean, I mean, I mean, dog. I, I did it with a cigar in my mouth. Like that's what people don't get. Did you realize I had a cigar in my mouth the whole fucking time I was you shooting? You smoke cigars every. That's normal for you. I, I had drunk like eight Palomas. Think about it. A cigar in my mouth, and I'm trying to shoot. Look at this. There, there's. I didn't even think about it, dog. I didn't even think about how great I really was yesterday. God damn, we need to send that shit to Rogan or something, homie. What I ain't had no shoes on. I'm out there barefoot. You got Cali. You got you got your. On. I got flip flops. I'd rather be barefoot than flip flops. Nah, you had support though. You had support on your feet. You had your dog that was jumping me, smelling, biting my ball during the shot, and sniffing my feet. All types of shit. Oh, it was chaos. You had home court advantage. It was hey, wide there. Hey, Wido, dog. No, Wido. Wido. I don't Wido. even. You can't Wido. hold Wido. Please, Wido. Wido, let's be real, Wido. Let's be real. Like, you let's can look real. at me and say, all right, I ain't played in a while and whatever. But you see that the foundation is there. I, Jimmy Crack Corn, I have a stroke. It's somewhat, and I'm not jumping out there on the jumper, but I was just regular stroke. Smitty, this motherfucker was like. Oh, my God. 
Here we go. The wrist was flicking. My only, I watched the tape. My hand was going to the side. That's 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 due that's due to reps. I haven't hooped in a while. Give me two weeks. I'm gonna pull back up. I'm gonna bust your ass. Even even with I hooped in so long, you still beat me by like a couple shots. It wasn't like you kicked my ass. Why though? Come to LA. I will body you in that paint. That's really where I live at. That's where I live at. Wido can't rock with me on the basketball court. Calvin can't rock with me. Jay can't none of y'all in this chat rock with me in a real full game. Anybody can win a game of horse or a fucking shootout every now and then. So, in a real game, I'm bodying people. Cigar and the mouth. Look at the cigar, Wido. Wido, just natural, homie. God damn, Wido. I don't know if you really want to. Wido, you don't want none of this. God damn, butter. I don't think you want to fuck with that dog with a stick off some yak. Come on, man. It's all right. I'll be back, man. Hey. Hey, why hey. Not? Why not? hey what hey y'all? What 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 Jordan say? What Michael Jordan say? He says it's easy to talk shit when you when you're up a score. It's easy to talk shit when you're up. That's the, the real true sign of a man is, is, is can you talk shit when you're down. So I'm very confident in my abilities, man. You got the first, you got the first win, but we'll see. You're down the street. I know where you live at now, JB. So we can make this thing a regular thing. And uh, I will I will not forget this. Let me say that. I will not forget this. My shoes will be tied up. I will have no drinks in my system. And we will see what will happen next. Hey, look at what Wido, Wido said, though, what would happen to you if we played. They, they would say I'm ready for what would happen to you, big dog. Why, though? You too little, my guy. We talking about a real game. We're not talking about a shootout. You too little. You literally can't guard me. You're just it, it's like it's like Shaq and and, and, and and Steve Kerr trying to guard Shaq. I would body you and probably destroy you, Wido. Respectfully destroy you. Hey, it is what it is, dog. I I don't know. Um, LA, man. Coming to LA. I got some hell yeah, hell no for you, JB. Are you ready for it or, or are you nervous? Yeah, 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 I'm scared. Let me ask you this question. <laughs> I'm scared. Is this KD's last chance to win a title you mean this particular season or just this time with the Suns? period he's 35 he's about to be 35 years old by the way nah i mean we're talking about this season hell no he still got a ton of game left i think i think he's, he has like at least three more years three four more years in this actual i'll say his late later prime um no nah, i i think i think he has a few more seasons left to really to really showcase that katie hasn't shown me anything that would make me think oh he can't hoop or, or he's he's wearing off or whatever um and i think to say that they have to win championship in their first year together i think is is, is, un, is unfair i mean we've seen we've I mean, seen Wade, Bosch, lebron they didn't do it because uh, i you know me i'm gonna get controversial with it i sure. treat kd like patrick mahomes I think he's the most overrated fucking hooper of all time. I think KD is the most overhyped hooper I've ever seen in my entire life. Is he seven foot with an unbelievable shot? Can he score on anybody? Yes, he can. So can Patrick Mahomes. He can throw left-handed. He can do jump passes. He's a freak of nature. He's got a cannon. Yes, I get it. I get the athleticism. I get the skill set. I get it. But let's just be real here, Big Smitty. Do we get so enamored with this skill set that he's so graceful and so smooth and such a seven-foot wingspan that can shoot over the top and do all these things, cross you over? Do we get enamored with all this? He's so mad that he can't handle the truth. Big Smitty can't handle the truth, so it's okay. But do we get enamored with the gracefulness of him and all this stuff? 
instead of the truth, which is he's always hurt. He had to chase a ring and go to Golden State. He's done nothing on his own whatsoever. And he's been on more teams than the fucking IRS has fucking debt. I'm curious as to why we think this guy is so great. Just because he's a great shooter at seven foot and he looks so smooth out there. Is that a real question, Big Spinny? Is that number one reason the optics say he's so great? Because if not, I want to know what has he really done? I'm just being real here, dog. I just want to be honest. Like, if he's not overrated, what is he? Is he underrated? No. So I'm just trying to figure out what is he? Because he hasn't done anything on his own. He's chased rings. And without Golden State, Steph and Clay and Draymond, he has zero rings, dude. Sorry. I mean, what what more truth can I tell? Please go off and tell. I mean, I, I don't know. It's like Eminem, dog, dropping the fucking mic at the end of the fucking eighth mile. Because to be honest, I've said everything you can say. Go ahead and tell me how great his shot is, how he's seven foot. We've never seen a guy like him before. Go ahead, dog. Go ahead. I'll wait. Go ahead. He averages 27, 7, and 4 throughout a career. He led the Oklahoma City Thunder, which was a new team, to the NBA championship when at the age of 20, I think 22 or 23. He's an Wait, MVP. He he's like an MVP. Unbelievable Hall of Famers on that team. Oh. He's a he's an MVP. At the time, at the time they weren't. James Harden was a six-man off the bench. He was not the James Harden of the Houston Rockets. Let me continue. No, yes, he was. was. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He wasn't that he wasn't that good. Yeah, stop. I'm not, I'm not letting you get that. Nope. It's my turn. Nope. You mentioned the Golden State War. You mentioned that he chased the ring. Did you forget that they cried? Draymond cried and had to call KD. KD, can you please come join me? Because we just lost a 3-1, a 3-1 lead to the LeBron James Cleveland Cavaliers. Can you please come save us? KD said yes. Put on his cape. Went out, there, went out there. He didn't get hurt. He got suspended for one game for hitting LeBron oh, yeah. in the balls. Him and the ball got spent for one game, came back, and they still had multiple chances to win. We don't make excuses. We're not living in victim hill mentality. Let's continue. KD joins the Golden State Warriors. They win two rings. I would make the strong argument right now if KD does not join that Golden State Warriors team, they do not get past the LeBron James Cavaliers team. They knew they needed KD, and he joined them, and he won two-time, what I say, two-time finals MVP. He was the best player on that team, better than Steph Curry, who a lot of people rank as the top 10, top 15 player of all time. You already mentioned that he's seven foot and that he can shoot, so I'm not going to bring that up, but there's something to pay attention to. Is it the optics of why we think he's great? Hell no, it's the facts of why we think he's great. The guy's been to multiple NBA championships. He instantly makes every team he joins better. He's unstoppable. He's he's one of the best, if not the best, mid-range shooter of all time. He can shoot the three. There's nothing he can't do offensively. He's a side defender. He's... What, what are we talking about here? It's nonsense. It's crazy. It's ludicrous. Whatever word you can think. Send me some words in the chat real quick to, to, to de- define how crazy it is to say that Kevin Durant is overrated. Are you kidding me? Stop. So, so let's let's take Golden State out of the picture. Let's say he never goes to Golden State. What does KD have? What is he known for? He's known for an MVP. He's known for leading the Oklahoma City. He ain't known for shit. He's known for imploding a Brooklyn Net team. He's known for imploding a Phoenix Sun team. He's known for fucking shitting on an Oklahoma City team. He's known for being traded from a, a transfer. No, no, no. I'm not letting you. How you shit on Oklahoma City team? He gave them motherfuckers like eight years of his life. Dedication. He didn't leave out of two years. He didn't leave the portal. Nothing. 
He took him to the motherfucking West Coast Bond. He took him to the NBA Finals. You giving him? You giving him a trophy for that? Are I'm you? not giving him a trophy. Everybody can't win a championship. So who? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And you the same one that said Patrick Ewing is a better sitter than Yogi. That motherfucker didn't win shit. He didn't win anything. You the same one that said that. So be consistent. JB, I'm calling you on your bluff every time. I didn't say he's overrated. I said he's played longer and has a more established career. I didn't say he's better. I didn't say that he didn't win a title. I'm telling you that we're sitting here talking about KD as this fucking god of basketball. And without Golden yeah. State, he's done nothing. Without it, okay, Jordan without Pippen has done nothing. Anybody, if you're going to take some shit away, if LeBron doesn't go to Miami, he might not have any rings, period. If you always want to just say without, if it was a fifth, we'd oh, all be drunk. He went there. And from Jordan, you can't say you can't take away Shaq from Kobe. Guess why? Because Jordan stayed in one place. So did Kobe. So did Bird. So did Magic. Stop with the bullshit about taking it away. Those cats made their franchise. They stayed in one place. They stuck it out. Guess why I give credit to Steph Curry and Clay? They stayed in one place. That's, that's why. Not, that's, that's not the game no more. That's not the game no more. That's okay. why I say it's Steph's era and not LeBron's. The motherfucker hasn't chased shit. He brought him to him. He's the alpha. LeBron ain't no alpha. Motherfucker's a beta ass puss boy. So All I'm saying KD. is, KD. hey, why is it? Why is it, Big Smitty, that Shaq? And Barkley and Hall of Famers get out there and say, you know, there's bus drivers and there's bus riders. Why is KD a bus rider? Why is KD a bus rider by Hall of Famers? And why doesn't it just get dismissed? Why do those discussions get dismissed? Why does the discussions from Barkley and Shaq when they say, when did LeBron pass Kobe up? Why does that just get dismissed? I know you agree with that. So why did that get dismissed? Why do those conversations by our greatest of all time Get dismissed over a guy that we just sit there and sit there and enamored with his fucking shooting. Like, why does that get dismissed? He's a bus rider, homie. He ain't Call him what you want. Call him what you want. He's an MVP. He's a champion. At the end of the day, he was the best player on those Golden State Warriors team. It's documented. It's a fact. It's not an opinion. It's not a nothing. Steph Curry took a back seat so KD could lead the team because he knew that's how they was going to win the game. Point blank, period. So you call him a bus rider, a bus driver. You call him a motherfucker, the, 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 the student trying to wait for the bus at the bus stop. He's a two-time Finals MVP and a two-time champion who made big-time shots in his playoffs against LeBron James. The Golden State Warriors literally needed him to win those championships. Without those two championships, the Warriors' legacy is not the same. Steph Curry's legacy is not the same. And I don't know if we're looking at Golden State Warriors as an actual dynasty without Kevin Durant. He saved Golden State Warriors as a dynasty. That's a fact. I get the situation. Hold on. Hello. Hey, Mr. Trump, President Trump, Donald Trump, how you doing? What? You're going to bring me on your team to win, and you're going to give me $5 million? God damn it. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, brother. All right, later. Hey, dog, I'm a millionaire now, homie. Fuck everybody. I am a self-made millionaire. Guess what? Donald Trump just put me on his team and gave me $5 million, homie. I am set for life. Fuck everybody. I am the man. That is what you're saying right now, homie. This dude just inherited a fucking ring or two, and we're calling him the guy? Fuck no. I just broke it down 
so eloquently. I can drop the mic right now. You're really sitting there telling, saying you're like you're you're equating this to being a self-made person. No, he's not. He needed. He, you know what KD does? What does he do? Hitchhiking. That motherfucker's on the side hitchhiking, and guess who picked him up? Clay and Steph saw him on the side of the road and was like, "Hey, homie, we got to get you from Oklahoma City. Let's go." And put him on the bus. Steph was driving that motherfucker. He whipped that bitch from Oklahoma City straight to Oakland. And that motherfucker got off the bus and won two rings. Let's just keep it funky. Steph was driving the bus and crashed into a fucking LeBron James tree. And they know how to get out. So they called KD and said, hey, we have four flats. We're in the woods. We don't know what direction to go. We can't continue to go. Can you please come? Kevin Durant put on his cape. Dun, dun, dun. Flew to the bus. He fixed four new fucking tires on there. Changed the oil. Put a new battery in the front. Got the bus out of the tree and got two rings and won two finals MVPs and was the best player on those teams. And he's the reason why the Golden State Warriors is looked at as one of the great greatest dynasties of all time. Without him, they're not a dynasty. They got two funky-ass rings. The first ring came because Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love got hurt. Let's keep it a bean. And then the last ring, I'll give it to him. But at the end of the day, two of the rings, they would not have without Kevin Durant. Put some respect on his name. And yeah, I respect Chuck. I respect Shaq. Of course, those are legends in our game. But because you're a legend, don't mean you're always right. At the end of the day, Charles Barkley ain't the right person to be talking about chasing the ring when he did the exact same he thing. Ring. He did he the same. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. No, he said he's a bus rider and a bus driver. Barkley was a bus driver, homie. So was Shaq. Let's get hold, hold on. I, I, leave, Shaq, leave Shaq out of it. Leave Shaq out of it. Charles Barkley joined the Houston Rockets with Hakeem the Dream, Alagawan, oh, Clyde Drexler. What? what? He was still a bus driver. What she do you mean? That on that team. She Hakeem the Dream is driving that bus. Clyde oh. Drexler was sitting in front of him. Barkley's in the back of the bus. Barkley was at the end of his career. So what's the difference between Barkley doing it and all these motherfuckers now? But Barkley was at, at least at the end of his career. I don't have a problem with it, but my my thing is, you you old heads got to be consistent. You can't talk shit about the next man when he did, he, he did the same thing. Barkley was at the end of his career, though. This motherfucker was it. What do you mean? So was at the end of his career when he fucking moved three times. KD was at the end of his career when he fucking moved from KC five years in the league. Come on, man. These motherfuckers are pussy. They're soft, enabled pussy. They want to chase the ring because they can't get their own. Let's keep it real. Listen, it's a lot of factors that go into that. At the end of the day, that's the culture now. The culture was created by KG, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce. They started this shit, and now players have more power than ever, and they're doing it better. At the end of the day, I can't be mad at all. They're not doing it better. They're not doing it better. They're not better. They're not winning. What do you mean? What? So wait up. LeBron won. LeBron won. What do you mean? LeBron won. LeBron got two rings from it. His whole his whole life changed. And LeBron don't leave. We're, we're not looking at LeBron as the goat. And even in the conversation of that, he don't go there. As the goat, because he did leave. Fuck. I'm not saying me and you. I'm saying society. A large part of society thinks LeBron is the greatest player of all time. I'm just being. I'm speaking for the masses. I'm saying he if he doesn't go to Miami, he's not even in that fucking conversation. So it changed his life. It changed his legacy. Exactly it changed his my career. Point. That's my point. Why didn't he stay in Cleveland then if he's so good? Times have changed, man. Listen, you can't control. Listen, the only thing I'm, I'm going to do to defend the players on this, because I, I, I don't necessarily, I prefer a player to stay, but I also understand that if you stay for your team for seven, eight, nine, ten years, 
and haven't had the success and you've been balling, you've been doing your part, I uh, just like a Dame Lillard, for example. Dame Lillard has done everything he could possibly do. It's not his fault that they're losing. At the end of the day, it's the organization, it's the city, it's the team, it's the people in the higher-ups whose job it is to bring talent and make your team a championship-winning organization. If they're not doing that, I'm not going to fuck up my career and just stay here just to show this this loyalty when you ain't going to be loyal to me. So players understand that now. They understand the business of it. It has nothing to do with trying to be hard and trying to be tough. They're smarter than the old generation were. They're making more money. They got more power. And they're like, no, I'm not going to stay in this organization if, if we're not about to win. If you're not bringing the right players, I'm going to make my own decision and make sure I change my legacy. And that's all they're doing. That's all they're doing. Why stay somewhere if, if they're not if they're not treating you properly? Why stay at a job? Why stay for a company if they're not bringing you the proper talent to make you hit your highest levels of, of, of life? So players are taking the power in their own hand and they're moving. At the end of the day, you could call Kevin Durant soft. You might not like his decision. All this and that, but you can't deny the facts. Like MVP, two top five MVP, two championships, having twenty seven seven careers. Mike drop. Mike drop. Chris is in the chat talking about if you transfer teams or you leave teams, you're not good. I got it. So she's talking shit because she th- here's a, I never said they're not good. I just I started the whole conversation about how great the player is individually. What I'm telling you is you guys are anointing these fucking tra- bait traders as the goats. Motherfucker, they want what if they want on the alert? If you're the goat, you stay put and build a team and you win there. You win there. If you're the goat, we're talking about the goats. You're talking about KD being a GOAT. How is he a GOAT if he's fucking chasing rings to be on someone else's Alpha Rand team? That is my point. I don't give a fuck if you leave teams, but don't sit here and say you're the GOAT. We understand you can leave teams and become great. We know you're great. We know Shaq left Orlando to the Lakers. I'm not saying he's shitty. I'm not saying Shaq is shitty. I know how great he is. I know how great KD is. But what I'm saying is don't sit there and call them the GOATs when they go fucking to four different teams chasing a ring. That's all I'm saying. He got, let's remember too, he got traded to the Suns. Let's, let's make sure we're making that very clear. I mean, I just want to make that clear. He, he he left twice, but he got traded to the Suns. So I want to make that very clear. At the end of the day, I get it. KD got traded to the Suns. I understand he has some he has some power and, 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 and probably told it to organization hey these are the teams that i like but he got traded to the suns it's not like he was a free agent and he just said doo, 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 doo. no the nets picked the situation that worked I, best I, I, for them i'm not gonna let you lie to the folks the best pieces of trade. No way. i cannot let you lie to these people jump out in, here jb jump in jb these 450 people in here dog do you not get traded i'm just acting like am i tripping like, he's not getting a trade what are you talking about did Kyrie get traded did Kyrie get traded yeah, Fuck did. no. These pussy boys demanded a trade. Come on, homie. It came out last year he wanted a trade. He didn't get traded. And he they didn't trade him. They didn't trade him at first. When, when, when he demanded the trade, they didn't trade him. When he, when he actually demanded the trade, they didn't trade him. Like he got traded and he woke up. You know what getting traded is, Smitty? I just want to be clear. Yeah. I'm sleeping to bed in L.A. My agent calls me and said, dog, you've been traded. What? I don't want to fucking leave? That's getting traded. These motherfuckers aren't getting traded anymore, homie. They're demanding a trade. There's a huge fucking difference. Don't sit here and give him credit for being traded. This motherfucker's pussy. He demanded a trade four times, homie. Come on. After after Kyrie had fucking left. Yeah, I'm leaving. I came here to join. He was the one that started it last year. 
Listen, and it did. I'm saying he didn't get traded when he first demanded it. That's all I'm saying. He didn't actually get out of out of Brooklyn until Kyrie was gone. At that point, it's like shit. Hardy's not fucking here. Kyrie's not here. I'm not about to be in Brooklyn. I came here because of the pieces of the puzzle. If they're not gonna be here, I'm fucking gone. And he went to fucking Suns, who's an organization who was never won. They're not a super team. It's not the same thing as him joining the fucking Golden State Warriors. They're not. They're not. You want to call him that now with Bradley Beal? Sure. When he joined the team last year, when it was him and Devin Booker, they were not a super team. You're not going to tell me Booker and Katie's a super team when the organization ain't won shit. Devin Booker ain't never won shit. We got to stop this super team shit. You want to give it to him now with Bradley Beal? Sure. You're not going to give it to him. You're not going to say it was a super team last year. My point being, whatever – we're, we're letting our emotions play into how how great he is because we don't do you, like the decisions. Do you realize made. what you're saying? You're telling me yeah, that KD, Kyrie, and Harden was not a super team. I didn't still don't you know? I said the Suns. I, mean, I see y'all not listening to me. The Suns ain't a super team. I said. Let me calm down. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker was not a super team. No, no. That's not a super team. They had CP3 and eight and two, dog. They're supposed to be all all stars. What do you mean? That's not a super team. CP3 is fucking old. Time out, homie. CP3 is a top five point guard in your career. You said he's a top five point guard. Yeah. Yeah. How is he not a super team with a top five point guard? He's not top five no more. What the hell, JB? What are you talking about? He's old as fuck. CB3 old as hell. He's older than you. Out there still playing. He's like 48. What are you talking about? Because he's not good. Because he's average now. That doesn't take away his his totality of his career. Come on, y'all. We got to comment. Say, say, comment no more, chat. Come on, baby. What are we talking it, about? It, it really isn't. It really you, isn't. Oh, you telling oh, me. Oh, oh, hold on. Time out. So we're going to pay an over-the-hill point guard $45 million a year, right? That's what you're telling me. <laughs> Everybody getting paid. Not, it was that right old. Now. They wouldn't pay him fifty million a year, homie. Come on, man. Come on, dog. Come on, Everybody man. Everybody getting paid. Everybody getting paid. We got to move they, on to another subject, dog. Big Smitty's killing himself on this show. I don't want him to go down like this. He's hey, got to. I got to get Big Smitty back on the. Uh, you old heads just don't like some of our our young players because they're better than your players that you grew up. Fascinating over and have pictures on your wall. So y'all try to find any little thing to, to, to denigrate, to downgrade how great they really are. Kevin Durant's a seven-foot monster, two-time finals MVP, two rings, MVP, average 27-7-4. He's a fucking animal. Led OKC to the to the fucking finals. Left. He's the reason the Warriors is a dynasty. He's a legend, and he's probably about to win another ring now. You know what? I'm going back. The Suns win the ring this year because I'm pissed. The Suns win the ring this year. You're not getting a lot of support on this one, dog. I don't care about Listen, I love to check because they tune in. You think I give a fuck what somebody think about me? Go after I've been this. i getting judged my whole life. Come on here. Let this motherfucker have some heat for once. Good yeah. shit. You know, you guys fucking give us Paco. Paco, put a picture in your face so I can see you. You ain't got no common sense because you got the shitty-ass Dallas Cowboys as your avatar. When the last time the Dallas Cowboys won a championship? I wasn't even thought of. They won a championship since fucking Emmett Smith. The motherfucker, he didn't went to the Cardinals, he didn't retire. You ain't got common sense because of your avatar. I love it. Who's next? Who, who on it next? Smitty is hot right now. Call me Debo now. I'm Big Debo. It's JB Show with Big Debo. I want all the smoke. Smitty hot right now. What? Oh my goodness. All right. I got oh man. It's right here. I got a show. We got it. We got it. I got we got 
gotta get to hell yeah, hell no, but before that, I gotta show Big Smitty. He got a video he wanted well, to show. One thing I hate about Father's Day is how terrible the gifts are. And I'm not comparing it to Mother's Day. Yeah, see, I don't know how much we can show that, but it's Father's Day, and I know he was talking that shit. See, Big Smitty want to get his band off YouTube again. See what I'm saying? Because he keeps taking these L's, y'all. He going to get us suspended so he can have an excuse as to why we ain't going to talk no more on the show and debate. Because he, see what I'm saying? Excuses for excuses. Big Smitty showing you right now. Popping the ass. He giving us ass video, y'all. That got me sweating over here, man. Hey, that, hey, Courtney, that east side was coming out, Courtney. That east side was coming out, baby. I tried to bring me bring it back in. JB, I got like 10 more minutes. I got to pick my boy from right, the yeah, airport. Yeah, 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 hell, yeah. hell, no. um, hell yeah, hell no. Go ahead. I, let me, let me, let me, let me kill another segment, uh, y'all. Let me kill Big Smitty on another segment real quick. We got about 10 minutes. All right, go ahead. We right on cue. Hell yeah, hell no. The Suns will be champions next year. Hell yeah, hell no. Say it again. The Phoenix Suns will be the NBA champions this next season. Hell yeah, hell no. Man, I'll remove myself from this whole fucking show if you think I'm not. Hell fucking no. Hell no. Now, not even close. They're not even going to be Western Conference champs. No. All right, all right. Let's move on. Let's move on. We, we, we going football with it. Would Tom Brady be the GOAT without Bill Belichick? Hell yeah or hell no. No. Hell to the motherfucking no. He already lost three Super Bowls. What are we talking about? So you saying Belichick was more important to, to Brady's legacy than vice versa? What you saying no, right now? It's 50-50 split. It goes both ways. He won a title without Belichick in Tampa. So it goes both ways. We can sit here and argue that too. But look at it. Football players win games in the NFL, not coaches. Let's be clear. We always say that coaching's overrated, blah, blah, blah. I say it all the time. I'm a victim of my own words, right? The bottom line is, though, you played in the worst conference in football for 18 years, and you had the luxury of playing the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins for 18 years. So when he got to big-time games and Super Bowls or Peyton Manning that beat him a few times, he lost those big games. So you could argue that he could have been better but did they even get there without Belichick? That is kind of more of the argument, and that is a complete show all in together. It is a 50-50 split. So I don't. I would have to say hell nah to the Brady answer, and I would also say hell nah to the Belichick answer if you ask me about if, if Belichick wins without Brady. So it's hell nah both ways. All right, man. Let, let's kind of get out of sports for a hot second and kind of ask more of a cultural, just more of a random question. Hell yeah or hell no. Hot tubs are actually better than swimming pools. Hell yeah or hell no. Oh, shit. Depends on what you're doing. I got a big booty brought in there. You know what I'm saying? a different change. It changed again. I like being a jacuzzi. But then you'll catch fucking UTI around this motherfucker if it's a dirty. Don't ever go into a public jacuzzi. Ever, 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 ever. My jacuzzi is a personal jacuzzi. You do not go into public fucking settings in a jacuzzi. It is the nastiest shit. Women get UTIs. Even men will get fucking shit in there. I don't fuck with public jacuzzis. I don't really fuck with public pools. I'm a jacuzzi guy. I like to sit there, chill, smoke a cigar, have a drink, sit in a jacuzzi, get the jets on you, hot water. I'm old. Massage me. Uh, I, I am thinking about putting a pool in, though. I do love pools, too. Great, really nice, too. Great therapeutic. 
Your body's you know, your body's weightless in the pool, good for the back, good for the muscles. You can swim, good exercise. Goes both ways, but at this age and time, I'm going to go jacuzzi. Hell to the motherfucking yeah. Jacuzzi's better than a pool. Ladies in the chat, ladies who are watching right now, if you want to get in the jacuzzi with Coach JB, leave a water emoji right now. If you want to get in the jacuzzi with Coach JB, leave a water emoji in the chat right now. I want to see it wet on the chat right now. I'm going to keep going while they women, emojis, though. Don't listen to him, women. Don't listen to Big Smith. He's trying to set me up. <laughs> I got one more for you, man. We kind of argued a little bit at the beginning of the show. I'm going to bring it back. Hell yeah or hell no. It's okay to put A1 sauce on your brisket or your steak. Hell yeah or hell no. Hell motherfucking no. You better not waste that goddamn piece of meat with a fucking A1 sauce. If you're doing that, you're either A, 14 years old, B, Never had fine dining. C, ignit, I-G-N-A-T, ignit. And D, fucking, you should be castrated, dog. I'll be real, I'll be real. You know you had that, you know when that meat hit your mouth, that's what she said. You know when that meat hit your mouth yesterday without that sauce, you know you were like, fuck, I don't really need sauce on this. This is brisket. This ain't a fucking shitty-ass sizzler steak, dog, that is a $3 side fucking New York strip. This is a fucking brisket. Like, that 15-pound brisket was a hundred and something dollars that I smoked. This ain't no fucking shitty-ass fucking steak sandwich from fucking Wendy's. Listen, I'm not going to lie to y'all. The brisket was fire. It, it was tender. It was really good. It did not need the sauce. But did the sauce enhance it? Hell yeah. I'm using A1 sauce on my steak. I don't care if I'm in Mastro's. Is it Maestro's or Mastro's? I don't care what it's called. I'm, I don't care. I'm at the top-notch steak spot. I'm, I'm putting an a, Excuse me, please. Can I get a side of A1 sauce, please? Thank you. Appreciate you. Because sauce makes everything better. I'm putting hot sauce on my chicken. I'm putting ranch on the side. I'm putting fucking barbecue sauce on, on on. I don't care what it is. You bring me some meat. I'm getting some sauce. Let me ask you. Period. Did you not admit to me yesterday that when you were younger, that you know, growing up in the hood, I'm I'm a victim too. I was the same way. Shit has to. Our steaks got to be goddamn dear fried. Yeah, I can't have no blood, no red. That is a. That is a. Uh, we got to break this stereotype that only brothers and sisters and hood white cats like myself have to have a well-done steak. No. When you start to see finer things in life, you get older, you start to take that medium well or the medium rare. It is the better tasting steak. It's much, much better. And I know you're going to – most white folks, they're going to tell you, oh, you got to have blood dripping and shit. No, I'm not going to be all fucking dumb and have blood dripping all my fucking face. All I'm saying is you admitted yesterday – that the redder is you've you've recognized that a yeah. little red has because you got older, Big Smitty. So the next step is for you to say brisket doesn't need fucking sauce. So you're gonna admit that one day. I didn't like onions when I was young. I love onions now. So I mean, come on, dog. You mature. You get older. You'll get it. Well, I got about 20 to 30 more years to get to your age where you're at now. So when I get to that point, then maybe my taste buds will change. But well, you are God, right. I'm like 67. 
You right though. In the hood, man, everything was well done, crispy. We ain't take no chances of getting sick, none of that. But now that I'm in LA, money, money didn't change a little bit. Pockets got a little fatter. You know, I'm I'm, I'm medium well with it. I'm working my way down. I, I need I need a little bit of red in the meat. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. Maybe my taste buds will, will continue to change. And I might not do no salt. Hey, you know, Jada, hood is a motherfucker. See, Jada can't get out the hood. Jada's stuck in the hood. She didn't know about the medium well. She see, she's stuck on straight. She Jada would fry that motherfucking steak. She'll take that shit and throw it right in the fryer like some chicken and shit. Come on, Jada. Shit, we gotta get you, we gotta get you out the hood. We gotta get we gotta get the ladies out the hood. We gotta get the men out the hood. Medium well, man. You'll love it. You're gonna be like, damn, this motherfucker actually has the flavor that I never tasted before. Instead of just Dousing a piece of meat in a bunch of fucking A1 sauce. Like, come on, why did you even have the meat then? Why don't you just take a fucking chicken McNugget and dap it in your fucking honey barbecue sauce then? I mean, come on, dog, we're wasting the meat. <laughs> hey, man, hey, a McNuggets and barbecue sauce don't sound bad right now. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm kind of glad you brought that up, JB. <laughs> oh, man. Man, look, we had a lot to get in. We didn't get into We got into an uncomfortable conversation and made it comfortable for all the yep. folks. Appreciate everybody liking that. We got into that. Uh, Broke that down. We got into some KD shit probably way too long because we he, we know he's way overrated. We got into uh, the, the Bradley Bill situation that we know is going to make the Suns a shittier get. So we got into a lot of, you know, talks. Uh, can't wait to clip this whole thing. I'm going to clip it myself so everything comes out JB positive uh, and Smitty negative. We're going to blast it. <laughs> I could clip it if I tried. Shit, I don't know how to fucking clip shit. Uh God damn it, man. Oh, hey, by the way, I made some bomb-ass Cone Jane honey wings. Ooh, fire. fire. Did you give me some? Did you, did you put some, some, some wings in, in my little to-go to container? You forgot them, dog. You mother... Mm, you forgot them, just like your shirts, just like the food. I gave them some shirts. Shirt. Yeah, because you had to come back to the motherfucker. Hey, and it fits great. Extra large fits me. It might be too big. I might need a large. <laughs> There's no way you fit an extra large, dog. Hey y'all, JB was hating on me. He said you can't. Man, no extra Let me see that motherfucking belly button showing. Well, my my, I I, I got I got no drawers on right now, so I can't get up all the way. You know the girl. I know, she, I know. Cheer Chris and them wanted me to come on the show with no drawers on. They were talking in the Discord, so I ain't got no draw. Now I'm just playing. That that that's Jeff Nadu for you. I fit. Look, I'm good. Yeah, I don't know, dog. That looked tight. That looked kind of tight. I don't know. It fits me. Uh, look kind of tight. See, my shit fit. My shit fit kind of, you know, decent. You know what I'm saying? You got a 5XL. That's why it fits you perfectly. It's 3X. Stop. 3X. Custom. You know, I'm long. I'm, I'm, I'm just more athletic. You saw the oh, jumper yesterday, right? So, man, watch. I'll, I'll be back in two weeks and I'm, I'm going to put in that real work. I'm going to put in that real work in two weeks, man. So. I he hope that be. he goes to the Clippers and they lose again. That's what I hope he does. CP2 um, is shitty. I CP2 and KD belong together, by the way. They belong together. I, I They belong together as the two most overrated athletes of their generation. Hey, y'all. I love y'all for joining the show. I'm not going to get worked up no more. I got a long day. I got to do some hosting later on today with some big-to-big-time cats, man. We're going to be at the top golf doing our thing. Hey, man, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. You know, become a member. If you ain't a member yet, Monica White, hit up the Discord. And let's keep growing this thing together, man. We love y'all. Overrated. 
What up, what up, what up, man? The Coach JB Show with my main man, Darnell Smith, a.k.a. Big Smitty. I'm going to bring some light to the darkness, man. I'm going to light it up in this mug, man. So I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be fire and ice. Uh, even though you got you bring that heat as well, you might be that ice that cool me down a little bit. Played at Ball State. You've been at Fox Sports with great people around you. You've had Lil Wayne on your show. I respect I respect the hell out of you to see that you're doing what you're doing and still doing what you're doing for real. The way 